Okay. Cool. So, Matt Burn Podcast, episode 24, 25. Part two of the Nogi Worlds uh, not live stream. And I'm with Talita Alenkar. What's your full name? Get, getting close. Tell me your full name. I really have a... Every, every Brazilian has a long <laughs> oh my name. At least you know. Uh, my name is Anna Talita de Oliveira Alencar. Like, so it's a big name. So your first name is Anna. Yeah, my first name is Anna. Why does everybody call you Talita? Oh, because Anna is like... You have many Annas on Jiu-Jitsu, no? Um, so I, I decided to use my name Talita because we only have Talita Treta. And um, I try, um, I try to be like different and use my last name, my dad's name. Um, so Talita, you are multiple time world champion. Uh huh. How it, every belt level? Which belt levels did you win the worlds at? Um, I think uh, purple all the way to the black. But on on the black, um, uh, two no gi world title, one gi, uh, one Abu Dhabi pro. And I'm about to get my third no game. Oh, hey. you're feeling confident, huh? Of course, yeah. always, you know. How many matches do you have today? Um, only one Just because one uh, the ranking and the new uh, you, you, system of IBJJF. So it's good. I rest. But I, I supposed to fight open class, but I was irresponsible and I lost the, the registration. You didn't do the registration? Uh, yeah, I was busy yesterday dealing with all it. the personal things. Yesterday. Yeah. And I came here very quick. Just to drop a key, but uh, just to drop a key, but uh, um, I forgot. It was my fault. But it's good. Um, I just find division, and 2020 will be best. Um, so you just have the weight class today, then, or one match for the weight class, and then tomorrow three matches. Yeah, four tough matches fights. total. Really tough fight. I think yeah. my first match could be. I saw the division. The whole, everyone in the division is it's tough. tough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my first match could be. Uh, or Fasher or uh, Heather. I don't know who could, could be or... Heather Raftery. Yeah. Ra- my Heather. Yeah, you're right. The fun actors. You know, Heather was my white belt student. Oh, yes, 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 I, I know. Ga- I gave her the blue belt. Yes. In she 2010. She is really good. She has I, my jiu-jitsu. <laughs> yes, I she jumps on the her head. 2017, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Here? she submitted Michelle Nicoline. I think she yeah, got yeah. A, a knee bar. The knee bar, yeah. And then she tried it. I, we fought... Because we're in the same division, I like I, no gi. I fight feather. I don't fight like feather. I can't do that. Yeah. Um. So we fought after, and uh, she tried the same leg lock on me. I yeah. was like, damn. <laughs> She's <laughs> strong, like, it's huh? Tight. She's really strong. Really good half guard. Yeah. Really round rounder she athlete. Torques, torques the knee. Yes, and I enjoyed to fight her, and uh, I beat her by points, but uh, it was it, not easy. It was a tough man. match, huh? It was tough match. Yeah. Yeah. She's good, man. Uh, her family is very famous for training horses in Arizona. Training what? Horses. What is it? Com- competition horses. Oh, really? Yeah. So she grew up riding horses. So her legs are really, really strong. Yeah. Yeah. You feel that? I felt that yeah. half guard. I did. Because when you ride the horse, you always got to squeeze your legs. Yeah, you have to, yeah. to keep tight. Exactly. Don't lose your balance. Yeah. So yeah. she's always had really strong legs and just really strong grips. <laughs> yeah, she's tough, man. Um, who else in that division? Uh, Karin Antunes, Gabriela Fesher, uh, and Livia. I don't know how to say her. Livia from Australia. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Giles, Lachlan's wife. I don't know how. I know Giles, she probably hates Giles. that. Yes, yes, I'm yes. sure everybody says Lachlan's wife. I, I know how by by Livia because she's always on my DVDs, yeah, but we actually never tough. fought. Oh, never? Never. Maybe today. Yeah, I'm Maybe expecting. Tomorrow. 
She have to pass for Karen Antunes to to actually ah uh, Karen yeah Karen Antunes yeah yes Karen is, Karen's is always the, good. one of the toughest the the division. Karen is famous for um, having a baby, showing up to pans, uh, breastfeeding the baby between the matches, right? And then she goes and wins pans. Man, that's right? she's a badass. Right, that's amazing. Yes, I. Like how old was the baby? She was like a, an infant, right? I don't, less, I'm not sure. I don't less than six get, months or something. No, I think a year more a year? now. A year? Okay. something, maybe two. I'm not sure. And forgive me if I'm doing, giving wrong information. No, it's okay. It's okay. We're allowed to say incorrect things on the podcast because we can't just Google and fact check ourselves right <laughs> oh, here on the spot. Oh, for sure. For sure. But for sure, someone will talk shit about it. <laughs> like, oh, you didn't say something that's 100% accurate. Well, but uh, people don't like when we are controversial or we say our opinions because sometimes get out the way we want. Right. But uh, and people think, oh, she's talking bad about me. I was like, not. Yeah. I'm just making a comment. You just, know, yeah. it's not talking bad. Right. People just it's don't your opinion. really understand. But I also think because Brazilians has have like a. a type of English that's not American English. Of course. It's whatever we learn. So we don't know how to put in the right context and all the words. Sometimes we can't even sound mean or right. rude. But it's, a direct, it's, it's just a direct translation. It gets misinterpreted. It's whatever I right. know I'm, I'm going to put on the, on the conversation, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like I always notice all Brazilians, they say uh, for something. Like if you want to say, can you, uh, can you give this for me? Mm-hmm. And normally we say, give it to me. To me, like, yeah. give, give that coffee to me. And yeah. they say, can you give that coffee for me? And I know in their brain they're just translating it because that's how you say it in Portuguese, exactly. right? Exactly. And it's just a direct translation. It's not that they're doing it incorrect. I mean, it is, it's incorrect English, but I get what's happening, the yeah, process and the brain. We're doing our best, yeah. you know? Like, I didn't got in many situations that my friends uh, tried to uh, correct me and try to teach me the right words. Even, like, uh, um difficult situations like when you try to uh, express yourself in the best way and be nice but you end up being rude men on accident my friends like all the times like you cannot say that i was like i'm so sorry but i don't mean (laughs) yeah i'm not trying to be rude yeah i'm not trying to be rude i'm just saying what i know yeah the the phrase that we say is is the context gets lost in translation very yeah it happens but it's good we're talking about that so people understand, you know? Yeah. I always wonder how people can have, like, healthy relationships across cultures. You know what I mean? Because, oh. like, there's so much. And when you get in, maybe you guys get into an argument, you know, and you're trying to, like, settle the, the fight or the argument. And then the way someone, you know how it is when, like, you're already angry and someone says something in a way that you don't like it and it just makes you more angry? I appreciate you talk about that because I did uh, I did have like I did try to be in a relationship that's with someone else that's not from Brazil right. you know and it's and when I try to express myself I I just keeping making mistakes right. and I was like I don't really know what to do anymore yeah. and, uh, and you get so frustrated it's, a, it's exhausting you know? and, and and even if you don't try to be negative or like you try to be your best virgin, you know, to fix the situation right there right, right. when, you know, it yeah. is hard. And yeah. I, I I did pass, like, recently with that, and it was not cool. But it is what it is. Life keeps going. Well, whoever he is, I'm sure he's a nice guy. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sorry it didn't work out. <laughs> 
No, I, I mean, I, I've tried also. I've had I've had relationships that go over the international boundaries, and and there's a language barrier. Very. And uh, it's it is challenging. It, like you said, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. You, you want them to understand what you're trying to s communicate to them, and it's just difficult because maybe the word that you're using is not a word it's that they know. Exactly. And uh, and vice versa. Like especially, and I feel bad. Like everyone speaks English. You know, like I'm lucky because I'm a native speaker of the language that everyone uses to communicate across uh -huh. cultures. And so I have to remember like, oh, if this person, if her first language is Spanish and English is a second language, like I have to be sympathetic to that because she's help, she's catering to me. She's speaking my language. Like, yeah, she's doing her best. Yeah, and if I had to switch it, if I had to speak Spanish, there's no way I could communicate with her. The you know, I'd mess it up so bad. Man, the first thing would happen, we would get frustrated because yeah. I remember when I come first to United States and blew about, my my um, American friends keep joking with me and like telling me to uh, to say wrong words yeah, so they can could laugh at me. You know? <laughs> right, assholes. And but that was not frustrating. It was, it was funny on the end, but it's frustrating when you don't really like dominate a full language. You know, it, right? It, it's and it, it takes so long. It takes so long. It takes a long. You can't just learn a language in a few years. Like, I just wish I could sleep and wake up and learn. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just easy that way. Do you have? Do you dream in English? Huh? Do you have dreams in English or um, always in Portuguese? Could be exaggeration to say that, but I do. <laughs> like I, I studied Turkish. You for, did? Yeah, and I lived in Turkmenistan, and I studied Turkmen, and I would I would have dreams in Turkmen. Really? Yeah. I was just in Turks like maybe two months ago. When in I, Turkey. Yeah, because I was um, in between. I was in Cyprus, and right there, like 30 minutes where I was, uh, they have like the castle that's separated. Turkish from Greece. Uh, Greece. Yeah, it's a big fight. It's a big deal. And yeah, like, yeah, I know. The Turkish language is so different from the Greek. Completely it, different. Oh my gosh! Yeah. She like, I, they, I different. could see they speaking Turkish. I was like, what did they say? Yeah. You know, like, I wish I know. You know, Turkish is very interesting. Actually, the language is very backwards. Instead of you would, when you when you write the sentence, the way we write it in English or Portuguese, they do it backwards. So if you cannot say. Like I'm going to the store. You have to say you have, you write it down as store to going I. My gosh. Yeah, it's backwards. So it's very difficult to translate in your brain when you're trying to talk to someone because you have to flip the sentence around and do it backwards. They probably they won't understand when you try yeah. to like say your first. It's very words. difficult. Yeah, it's a very different, very 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 different language. But it's funny. I'm very in love for uh, language, and I I travel many times like you did for jiu-jitsu yeah, and um, I wish every time I go to a different country and when they speak a different language I was like I wish I speak your language I, yeah. I wish I speak all the language I would be like a, I don't know how that calls you want to speak all the language you know well, you're a polyglot if, polyglot, you, if yeah. you speak many languages I wish I was a polyglot you're a polyglot because I you try. speak English and Portuguese and a little of Spanish and a little Spanish that's many Three yeah. is many. It's more than most people. Oh, yeah. Most true. people speak one. And some people don't even speak one well. <laughs> some people speak the one language they have badly. Right? It's funny <laughs> you talk about that because my stepfather, he's, he's Dutch from Holland. And um, when he married my mom and started a relationship, he only was trying to speak Portuguese because we didn't know uh, Dutch, Dutch, you know? Yeah. And it was very hard, but then after Dutch a while... Is, Dutch is like German, right? Similar? Uh, Holland. Yeah, Holland, Dutch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so um, so it was very hard in the beginning. He ended up learning a, a basic of Portuguese, but it, 
I travel there and I I try to learn the the, the actually language. I learn few basic words. I can say hi, how are you, and basic stuff like that. Yeah. But after I start to travel with jiu-jitsu a lot, I learn like English. But every time he judge me, they say, oh, but your English is more slang. I was like. That's how I learn, and right. I learned the Island, and then I I learned the formal way right. to say, you know, because you're, I mean? you're, you're not taking classes, you're learning exactly. on the streets, exactly. talking to your friends, yeah. And it's funny because now I don't try to speak German, uh, uh, Dutch with him anymore. I only speak English, and with his sons, and they like they look me different. I was like, you grow so much. I was like, no, I just learned a new language. Yeah. I didn't have to learn actually Dutch, you know. Right, right. But it's fun. Um, so your I didn't really know your your stepfather is Dutch. Huh? Your ste- stepfather is Dutch. My stepfather is Dutch. Yeah. And he married your mother. My mother. Yeah. And did he live in Brazil or did she he, live in they Holland? They like part apart because he he has his business there uh-huh. and uh, have his sons. Yeah. And have stuff with my mom, but my mama don't ever want to stay there a year. It's too so cold. They, they keep back and forth. Brazilians like, hate cold. 14 years, yeah. Not just even the code, it's the culture. It's not yeah, nothing it's like Super where you're born, you know? Right, of course. I love Brazil, man. I wish I could have the support that I have here in the United States right. that I have there, you right, know? Right. I would never leave Brazil. I know. A lot of people don't understand how difficult it is to live in a different country for a long period of time. Oh, yeah. I lived in Turkmenistan for two years, and it's... It's a it's a roller coaster of emotions, you know. You get there and it's very cool and interesting in the beginning, maybe the first three months, right? And uh-huh. then you get really homesick. Yeah, you, get really you miss sad. your family. Yeah, and especially when the holidays come. Oh my gosh! You know? And it's like Brazil has holidays that we don't have here in the U.S. No, you know? but it's not like the same. Right. You guys have like a, a bunch of holidays that the family has to be together. The last holiday they have the um, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I was crying on my bed, on my room, because I was like, oh, You're sad. I want to be with my mom. Yeah. I call my mom many times, and mom, we don't even like celebrate Thanksgiving, but I want to be with you guys. Right. You because know? everyone else is with the families. Oh my yeah. gosh, when it gets the weekend that like you have to take a day rest, you right. know, and sometimes you can't even teach a private or train a little bit, do some drills on a Sunday, but mostly you home, being lazy, eating, yeah. and you know stuff like that. It's so hard to be far away from your family. I know, man. I know. It was hard. In Turkmenistan, we don't have the option to fly home. You know, it's so far away. And we don't... I was a volunteer. You know, we didn't make any money. So we had no money to, like... I cannot buy a $1,500 plane ticket to go home for the holidays. And it was so depressing in the holidays. Really, it was so, so I was so sad. And, and like... <laughs> <laughs> I hated I it. You. I, I hated it. But, like, you. I feel... Yeah, but you've been here for how many years you lived in the U.S.? I've been here... Uh, since 2013, 14, five or six if I'm years. not wrong. Yeah. yeah, five or six years. Man, that's hard. I, a lot of people don't understand that. that no, a it lot is, of but it, it, it also makes you strong, you know. Like, of um, before my fights, I, I try to talk with my family, even my mom. She give me, like, a type of, a juicy that other people don't give me, like, energy, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's so important, like, family foundation, you know, like, it. It looks silly, and uh, if you're gonna talk about that, everyone will agree with you. But if somebody gonna, oh, you can't let those stuff piss you or like uh, change your mindset, stuff like that. Man, family is family, you know. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't imagine if like if I had to move to another country to to chase my dream of you know being one of the best jujitsu competitors in the world. Like if I had to move to Brazil to do that, 
I don't think I would. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know that I would do that. I think maybe I wouldn't do jujitsu. I would stay here in the U.S. and uh, and just live a, a job and, and train and not compete. You know, like I don't know if I, w- I could live in Brazil for five, six years just chasing the goal. You know, and being away from the family. I think that'd be super difficult. It's funny because many of my Brazilian friends, they like we talk so much and uh, um, we always talking, and they ask me like, "Oh man, I I am." I want to go home. I, I am passing the hard, difficult, uh, like the difficult thing of my life, time, yeah. and the, I don't know what to do. And I was like, "What it is? Yeah. Like, let, talk to me. You know, yeah. like okay, maybe I could help you. You know, I've been here for a long time than you, so like, let me know. Oh, I miss my family so much. I was like, enjoy well, the club. I yeah. said, enjoy the club. I was like, look, you have to really want that. Yeah, you know." Ask yourself every day if you really wanted that because if you want it, everything will be worth it. Right. And I know family is the foundation and everything, but you have to actually pass that, you know? And they'll be there for you always. Always. You know? They will be there Nothing for you. will change. Yeah. Even if you're your friends, you know, real friends, yeah. you don't need to talk to them every day. Right. But it, when you guys see each other, it looks like you guys talk every day, you exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah. I, it's it's hard to also give advice because you feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, that's how me and my best friend are from high school. Like, I don't see him. I probably see him once. I didn't see him for six years. And then when I saw him again, it was just like, it was so, like nothing yeah. changed. You know, it was just like like it was in high school. Yeah, right? And, the same feeling. Like, they're not going to say like, oh, you don't text me or you don't like, we don't talk so much. It's just natural, organic, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say something. I totally forgot what it was. Uh Talita, where were you born? Huh? Where were you born? I'm from a city that calls um, uh, Carutapera. It's a um, which area? Part of Brazil. It's close by Amazon, but it's not Ama- Amazon yet. Okay. You know, like I'm cent- from the north, north of Brazil. North Brazil. Yeah, it's on the map. It's like a, it's right here on the top, and a little bit further, it's like Pará, Belém, Manaus, and Amazon. I was just talking to Hibamar because Hibamar is from Manaus. Oh, Hibamar is from And I was telling like, all the really, really tough kids come out of Manaus. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the acai. Am, am I right, though? <laughs> am I right? Like, yeah, it's, it's like everyone from, everyone from Manaus is always really tough. I think it's the, the indigenous lineage, you know, yeah, like, like to be like Jew. To yeah. have like, because, you know, like the indigenous, they like wrestle. They do like a... a the leader challenges the other, like example, someone's behaving really bad. Uh-huh. And that young boy that's strong, that's, you know, like 20, 20 times, he thinks that he can challenge the leader. That's a, like an experienced man, an uh-huh. old man, example. Like the alpha. The alpha, exactly. Yeah. So what happens is the whole tribal gets together they make a big this circle tribal life yeah this is the tribes okay. so the young boy challenged the, the and alpha. if he beats the old man he'll be the, He's the, the new alpha yeah so i think it comes from many decades ago yeah, yeah. probably i don't or know centuries. what it is but they all have blood indigenous uh-huh. as myself you know yeah, yeah. my my grandma and my mother they're full indigenous and my dad is white you know, uh-huh. European. So I think it, it's something like that too. I didn't realize you're half Brazilian, half European. Or yeah, my dad's white. Your your bir- your biological father. Yeah, that's why I'm like not so light, dark, but I'm Brazilian. like kind of yellow. I don't know. I didn't how know that you guys about call. you. Yeah. Wow, cool. <laughs> I'm learning. Um, okay, yeah, cool. And so, how often do you go home? Um, I was in home November. 
but how often? You I went twice? to Rio, but I did go to my um, the city that I was raised. I did see my family, but I did see my friends, like, like my family there. But my next trip to Brazil, I don't know when, probably will be to see my mother. Yeah, for the holidays? Yeah. Um, I've known you for about five years, right? I Yeah, I think around 2013. Five grappling yeah. we met, and that was 2014, I think. You have a bad memory than me. Yeah. I don't remember exactly the I remember. Dates. You were a purple belt, and you did that super fight with uh, Tara with White. With Tara. Yeah. Oh, my God, that super fight was so exciting. And she was so much bigger than you, you know? She was so mad, yeah. too. Don't get me wrong, Tara. I love you. Yeah, she's tough. <laughs> she's, she's tough. tough man. But it was a nogi match, and I always think it's so hard to compete against a very good nogi person who's small. You're small compared to Tara. She was couldn't pass your guard. Yeah. Because you're so she small. Tried, yeah. You she can't close the space on you the way she needs to, right? Because if she gives you this little inch of space, yeah. you're gonna get your knee in, get your guard back. Yeah. You guys don't understand. Talita is one of the toughest women on this planet like i've trained with <laughs> you, you and i remember how tough it was to fight with you you're you're strong you're flexible and your technique is super sharp and you're super aggressive very aggressive you're everyone super aggressive. complained yeah. everyone complained no. like, how strong you are i was like i don't know did you ever take asteroids i was like huh <laughs> do I look like I take steroids? Like, like just because everyone else right. does, and you think I do? No, I'm right. a real athlete. I can't. I did triathlon my whole life. I swim, you know. Yeah. I surf and I did capoeira. I did many other sports, but I'm not so constant like jujitsu and triathlon. So I was like, I'm a real athlete. So I am a competitor. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You've been competing your whole life. My whole life. Yeah. Even in swimming, I'm a competitor for real. You know. Right. I remember, I remember trying to train with you and I just could not do anything to you. And I was like, this little purple belt girl, featherweight, and I can't do shit to her. <laughs> but I remember you tried to guillotine me. Of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> of I, course. Try, I try to guillotine everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember what I wanted to say earlier. Um, something that probably a lot of people don't know about you is that you were a lawyer. Yes, right? I did law school. I almost in uh, Brazil. Yeah, I almost finished the law school. I I was going to do the OAB, the the test, but uh, I gave up because I moved to Rio to live from Jiu Jitsu. You just love Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, you can't just, be bothered with, with no, law school. No, you know it's funny uh, about that. It's like when I am getting example, I'm on the airport or someone like immigration stop me or they they. Asked me stuff, I was like, sir, I'm a lawyer. I understand the United States law and the, the Brazil law. Right. I was like, I got in an interview one time, like a long time ago, and they was like... When you were they, trying to come into the U.S.? Yeah, they like a long time ago, they was like asking me the same question six times. I was uh -huh. like, sir, you don't get me wrong what I'm going to ask now. Don't don't think don't, that don't I'm being mad. disrespectful. Yeah. But I don't understand why you asking me the same question six times. Because they want to see you if you think you're I'm lying. Right. They want to see like, you give a different answer. I don't want to make you feel guilty or something right. with all the respect, but I don't have why to lie. And I yeah. understand that's a procedure, but uh, you know what I mean? Like right. uh, when you talk with someone that understand it, it's another thing, you know? Right, right. Like, sir, my answer is the same as the last time you asked that question. The, but I think they're trying to get you to make mistakes, right? Yeah, that's what they right. try. Yeah, because right. people's lie, you know what of I mean? Course, of course, But it's funny how it is. Yeah. Yeah, I was going into Canada uh, three months ago or something, and they, they pulled me aside, random selection, and I had to go talk to the guy. And he asked me if I've ever been in trouble with the law. And I thought, well, my immediate answer was no. 
but then I was like, well, how you, far back? You know, because do you overthink more yeah, your mind? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, like our speeding ticket. Like, are we talking about? Like, what are we talking about? Now, when I think when they say that, it's more like a nationality thing, like a maybe a DUI. Right. You got like a. Uh, That's what he told me. 10, 36 times, right. you know, it's like a, a violation. So when I was 20, um, I got really drunk one time and I got arrested for fighting and I got, uh -huh. and I spent the night in the drunk tank one, uh -huh. one night in the jail, you know, for the drunk people, you know, okay. and I was in the, I was in the same cells, like all the DUI people, you know, uh -huh. but I was just like, just, I got a disorderly conduct charge and, um, and I thought about that, but that was like, I was 20, right? So that's, you know, I'm 37 now, that's 17 years ago. And I was like, well, I was like, how far back? Like, I was like, more than 10 years. And I was like, you know what? Fine, I'll just tell him. I was no, like, yeah, uh, I, I got a drunk, a disorderly conduct charge. I and think he saw it on the computer. Uh -huh. The Canadian authorities saw my charge. Yeah, because they have all the control. From 17 years Every ago. Every time you get out and in the country, any country, they have a number, they track you. That's crazy. Yes, everything, every new passport you get, they yeah. have all the control. But uh, what did he mean by, uh, by that? If you were like, did it something many times or right. federal law you yeah. break a federal law like DUI. i don't know like a dui is a felony yeah um yeah and that's what he said he said we're he said i'm just curious about uh duis you know or anything like that because if and he told me if i had a dui uh he wasn't gonna let me in but did you got in? yeah i got in because it wasn't a dui it was I, just yeah, disorderly awesome. conduct i was it wasn't even that i was drunk it was just that i was fighting in public so okay. it wasn't even an alcohol charge. It was just drunken, or not, it was disorderly conduct disturbing the peace. But are you doing jiu-jitsu before, that, the back, back this then? This was before jiu-jitsu, yeah. This, awesome. was six, this was six months before I started jiu-jitsu. Because that's, that's when I realized I needed to find some way to fix my fucking life. Like I, I was <laughs> jiu-jitsu changed my life. Yeah, I was, going, I was going down the wrong path. I was drinking a lot, parties every weekend, you know. Don't worry, everyone had that right, stage in of life. of course, of course. Um, but yeah, it was when I woke up that next morning, I didn't even go to sleep, but I, when I left the jail, I just thought to myself like, man, my life is, this is not okay. I need, oh to, my I need to fix my, fix myself. I, I did gotten some like few, um, mistakes in like light car crash. That was a type of violation, but it was nothing federal or something like that. Something that I don't even have to go to court, but it, it fears me just the fact that I, I know that a police guy is going to come in. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. And even if I know the law, I was like, yeah. I'm so nervous. I'm going to go to jail. Like, it fears <laughs> me so bad. And if you get in trouble in the country, like maybe they're not going to let you back in. You know? No, they, yeah. no they won't. And it, but it has to be federal or something. you know. Got so I, I understand that. And it, it, that's released me. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks God, I, I'm like I'm about to be a citizen, and I'm like I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> are you Are you trying to get your citizenship? Yeah, I'm trying. Uh, you know how it is. The yeah, process yeah. It takes a long time. Galvao yeah. just got his citizenship, but he's been here for 11 years. I know. And he just got it. It's like you have to prove to your be loyalty. Like, yeah, you yeah. you really deserve to be in America. Right. And like, what you, are you contributing to the yeah, country? Yeah, like you have to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. It takes so long. Well, luckily, what, do you have a special athlete's visa right now because you're world champion? Yeah, I have an athlete visa. Yeah, cool. There's certain visas I know. Some of the guys are always trying to get like spe you're a special. You have special, uh, special accomplishments. Yeah. Special abilities, right? Yeah, but it's funny because if you're gonna think about it, uh, the types of visa we we allow to have. Many of the lawyers, they make a lot of money, you know, because first they advise you to get a um, basic visa. Right. And then that, you win which is six whatever. Six months, right? Basic visa? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, 
year or something. And then they, they advise you to pay, get a liability one. That's more money you pay for the lawyer. Uh, more money for the document. So that's true. Okay. And then if you the government uh, really want you to be on the country and it has all the processes, oh, let's try to do your green card. That's Another the two process. visas together plus more. Right. So if you think about it, me as a lawyer, I'm telling yeah, you, yeah. that's how yeah. they do. Lawyers make a lot of fucking money. <laughs> Besides the government, the U.S. government, don't get me wrong. Yeah. They they make a lot of money for paperwork. And if you don't, you have to start over and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There it is, guys. Coming from a lawyer. <laughs> that's what I'm it's saying. Exposing all the other lawyers. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> but is your visa, is an athlete visa different than a special abilities visa? No, it's not a special abilities because I don't want to, okay. I don't want to, I know what I'm doing. You don't want to pay the lawyer more. And you know, I, I, different than others, I know what I'm doing. And the athlete visa is for how long? Um, It depends. Like, depends. it can be six months, a year, a year and a half. It okay. depends. How Got it. And then after that, uh, you have to get a green card before you become a citizen? No, not that I have to get a green card. I... I have all, almost all the documentation as a world champion to get a, a green card, you know right. what I mean? So, um, Just so everyone knows, green card means permanent resident, but, yeah, but not a citizen. Yeah, permanent resident, not yet a right. citizen, right. yeah. Okay. Then you get the test to be a real But you have to have a green card before you become a citizen. It's like, it's like a yeah, it's like, you do. Like you, you do. have to be brown belt before you become black belt. Exactly. Right? You, you have do. to have green yeah, belt. You do. Uh, green belt. It's crazy. <laughs> green card. If people think, oh, I have my green card, I'm a citizen. No, no. you're not, baby. Because you if you're a green card holder, you don't get to vote in the elections. No. Right? Just when you. When you're a citizen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Galval voted for Trump. Huh? I think Galval voted for Trump. Uh, it was his first election that he could vote. I never voted in Brazil. I always <laughs> voted like uh, white, like I'm I don't just know, zero. I, don't, I don't know who he I voted for. I never vote here as well. Trust I, me. I don't know who he voted for. I'm just assuming he voted Republican because You just want to talk about Trump, I know. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about Trump. It's, it, just bringing up his name immediately made someone who's listening right now just made them like angry. Like just because I said his name, they heard his name, their their blood pressure probably went up <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> when we talk about his name, honestly, my mind comes a bunch of funny memes. <laughs> yeah, the memes, I know they're so good. There's actually, um, there's a, a show on Netflix called The, um, the Art of the Insult. Uh-huh. And it's all about all the insults Trump has said publicly. And uh, there are so many of man, them. Man, he's so funny. It's just like a YouTube it's a compilation of all the insults he's ever said to anyone. To, uh, when they were doing the... Um, when he was running for office and he was talking about, like, Marco Rubio, Hillary, uh, uh -huh. Ted Cruz. And he was just talking... Oh, it's, it's super funny. Man, and do you it's know how funny. I compare Trump with you and Jiu-Jitsu? Gordon Ryan. I, <laughs> I, I love you, Gordon Ryan. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, I'm uh, always joke about it. I'm going to always, I always, like, try to be your friend. You know what I mean? He I always go that train with you. But you guys are the same for me. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> she said, how do you hear that? How? She said, Gordon Ryan is the Donald Trump of jiu-jitsu. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I know he wouldn't disagree. Yeah, he just laugh about it. I know he, he doesn't use Twitter. He just uses yeah. he uses Instagram to piss yeah. everyone off, not Twitter. Yeah, man, it is. It is because jokes and talking shit. And that's what he do best. Oh, that's really funny. That's that's pretty good, man. Um, okay, well, Talita. Do you have any uh, anyone you want to shout out? Sponsors or anything? Yes, of course. Uh, I want to shout out 
Zebra, my You're new sponsored sponsor. by the Mac company. Yeah. That's cool. And how, how do you get that? How I did that? <laughs> I think first you have to be pretty. Just okay. <laughs> No, I think. Um, You're only allowed to train on zebra mats? I think it was like a I met. I think I had a, like to buy a zebra match or okay. something. I ended up meeting Kyle, the representative here in the United States. He's a great person. He's also became my manager. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so he's helping me a lot to get sponsors besides him. Yeah, yeah. And of course, AP. Uh, we're a long time together, and we're gonna about to be even longer. And uh, I'm part of the family. I just want to say thank you. Um, and I want to uh, shout out to talk about Review, a new app that uh, um, I'll try to explain it. I, I Forgive know what it my is. English. You I can, know what I it can is? help you. I, I'm yeah, pretty it's, sure it's Video Review. Yeah, it's the yeah. Video Review. Yeah. Uh, you, I'm gonna be, I am part of the team now, and I, I'm one of the coaches, so I'm shouting out everyone that's part of the app. Please shout me out there. So Choose my <laughs> they submit training videos and then yeah, experts, you, world champions like yourself, watch the video and then you give them the feedback. Yeah, you give yeah. the feedback. The screen has all the screen touch. You can even point where you have to put your hand, you know, the type of the grip. It's cool. It I think it's something new in the jiu-jitsu community. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have to get off home. Right, you right. just have to, like, uh, just maybe spend 10 matches. minutes to, to do a coaching on the video, you know. And, and if you want also, you can just post a video and people just contact you there, choose your, your profile, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's cool. Nice. Sweet. Well, Talita. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you so much. Uh, I wish you the best. You too. And uh, what time do you go today? Five o'clock? Oh, man. The, the brackets are very late. Weird, I think huh? 6 Oh, my God. <laughs> go take a nap. Oh, yes. I'm going to eat, <laughs> yeah. check my way there before, and uh, I'm going to take a nap and come back strong. Nice. All right. Well, say goodbye to the people. Guys, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for I'm listening to I'm excited for this podcast. new episode with Finger here. Um, <laughs> Don't get me wrong, my English, but uh, no, I wish English we could talk more shit to here. <laughs> you can say whatever you want, though. You don't talk shit, I'll stay on for 20 more minutes. Talk yeah, some, talk some just shit. kidding, just kidding. <laughs> uh, and I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Talita. I'll check you later. So now that I have your guys' attention, I need to shout out the sponsor of episode 25, and that is Tap Cancer Out. And so, Tap Cancer Out, they're heading west this uh next coming year 2020 um this january tap out cancer uh will be first stopping in phoenix arizona on saturday january 25th at the phoenix college then they'll be showing up into uh san diego in our backyard on february 1st at the san diego city college uh tap cancer outs west coast tournaments have raised more than three hundred and forty thousand dollars over the last five years and their goal is to raise another 150000 bringing them close to half a million. So to date, Tap Cancer Out has raised and donated more than $2 million to various cancer-fighting organizations. The registration is open for both tournaments uh, in Phoenix and San Diego, and you can head to their website at www.tapcancerout.org to learn more, and you can register on the website, of course. And make sure you let them know you heard about it on the Matt Burn podcast. So, seems I've run into my doppelganger. I'm here, buddy. Finally. I'm not even going to tell anyone who it is. I'm just going to let you talk and they're going to figure it out. I'm pretty sure they can 
remember my voice. I send a lot of weird voice messages out. So oh, do you? There's going to be a few people that'll that'll recognize this. I got a question for you, Kit Dale. Are you actually Luca Judo seventy-seven? <laughs> Say that again. Are you Luca Judo seventy-seven? You know who Luca oh, Judo is? Hold on, is that the guy that sends the weird messages? Yes, sir. No, no, I wish I was him. Uh, I did get messages from him like four years ago, so I, I think I was one of the first. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I'm not him. Is he? Is he not? He's not harassing you as of late. I think I blocked him pretty early. <laughs> oh, you blocked him? I might him. have to go and unblock what? him, though, because it's been boring lately. Bro, it's so entertaining to have him around, like, telling you about all the secret fantasies and was stuff. It, he was the one that would ask you to grapple, right? And then, like, get real freaky and ask about sucking <laughs> toes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I yeah him, that's him. I sent him a couple dick pics a while ago, but he didn't respond, so I blocked him. I don't think he wanted dick pics. He just wants you to strangle him. He wants me to smash him. I don't know. <laughs> he wants you to strangle him. Easy with that. Easy. Oh, look at this. Yeah, thanks. This picture frame. What is this? Well, that is my um, certificate. Joshua Roy Hinger. Yes. Who gave you the nickname? Who gave you the middle name Roy? It's my grandfather's first name, and he's a World War II veteran. So oh, well. I, I get watch, it. watch it. I'll let that slide <laughs> yeah, this time. But thank you. If he hadn't <laughs> been a veteran. <laughs> I got, what's mine? I think mine's is my grandfather's first name, what's James. Your middle name is James? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's my grandfather's. What's the What's the longer version of Kit? Kit's short for something. Is it Kit Tholomew or something? Catastrophe. That's what, <laughs> what I used to tell the girls. <laughs> no, it's a sh it's, they literally picked that name out of a book. They were looking at a, just a, a book of names really? and said Kit was going to be it. I don't know why. I got teased so much. It was a big mistake for me. What did they call you when you were a kid? Kit Kat uh, <laughs> was the number one one. And then I get like first aid kit and all first that kind of stuff. Kit. Yeah, they used to call me Josh Finger. <laughs> and then when the kids like grew up a little bit, it turned into Finger Banger. Finger Banger. Yeah, they're like, oh, hey, Josh Finger Banger. That's a good name. Though. <laughs> I mean, that's a reputation you want to have. Yeah. I, I, I would have given my, myself the nickname of like the Kickstand or the Tripod or something. <laughs> no, I had Kit the Kat. The Kit Stand. Uh, I used to tell I was like, it's Kit Kat Chunky, <laughs> King Size. <laughs> yeah, they call me Finger Banger, Josh Hinger. Um, what else? That was it. That was it. Singer, hinger, singer. That was about it. Finger. Sometimes I, I hear a weird name and I come up with a nickname straight away and I say it. Then I realize this poor bastard's had that his whole life and probably thinks <laughs> I'm the most uncreative dude. And I think I'm super funny. I'm not going to try and make fun of your name. So, Catastrophe James Dale. Catastrophe James Dale. The first. The first. Yeah. Um, and, wait, so... When you're the first, is it required to state that you're the first? Because I'm also, nah, no, I'm also just, Joshua Roy Hinger the first. Uh, look, I, I don't really know the technical details on that, but I just add it every now and then. It's just makes me sound a little bit. You're a, you're a black belt world champion. I'm not, so I can I just call myself the first. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. You're on a black belt world championship. You're just Josh, all right? <laughs> Sorry. I'm Are you eating jelly beans? <laughs> yeah, sir. That's my cup of jelly beans. Wow. Get in there. Get How some. do you get so ripped eating jelly beans? Uh, well, actually, it's the, the sugar, when it enters your bloodstream, it makes you very vascular. Oh, really? The sugar molecule is like quite yeah. big. It's like a big molecule, I guess. This is a bodybuilder trick I learned oh, from. Oh, shit. Uh, so you do I, that for just to get for a couple photos? I <laughs> yeah, right. Before the, well, because I had the award. I had to go up there and get the award, so I definitely was pounding the jelly beans to get my, my arm veins oh, to swell I'll do up. the same thing. Do you have some like, elastic bands? And you know who I learned it from? Is, uh, his, his name is David Henry. He was a, a, a super, super good bodybuilder. He's, oh, really? He, like, took second at Olympia. Wow. He, he, I don't think he ever won it, but he's always, like, top three. You know, now you mention that, heel's still in your, yeah, yeah. your beans. They're good. They're Star Wars jelly Better bring them back, man. Uh, now you mention it, it makes sense because uh, I did a movie a couple of years back and I had to do a topless scene, and I was cutting really hard, like a lot of uh, – I think I cut all carbs out. And I did the scene – 
And then the next day I started eating sugars again. And and then suddenly I looked better the next day. Right. And I was like, fuck, I look actually more ripped the next yeah, day. Yeah. I should have done that All too. All the veins come to the surface. So the bodybuilders, you know how they're super depleted before their shows. And then right before they go on stage, they pop some candy in their mouth. Ah. It's also good for the, the flavor and the because yeah, your mouth is very dry when you're yeah, dehydrated. Yeah, I can imagine. So like it helps your your water mouth and then your veins look good. And it's, it's a science, you know. Even like for that movie, I knew I had to... I had guys trying to help me get a pump going on before that topless scene, but I couldn't do it too much because I'd start sweating and my makeup would run because they right. covered all my tattoos. Right. So I was like, it was like a fine line of like getting so enough. They got to put makeup all over your tattoos. Yeah, every one of them. Oh yeah. my god. It was like two hours a day, uh, minimum, where I would sit there and have them like come in. The ladies would do the French ladies would come and spray my arms. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, they would like massage it all off with soap. And they don't have to shave the hair off their arms to do that. No, I did. They I do did, have yeah. to. I don't think they. I'm not sure if they have to, but it just makes it more obvious because they spray a lot of it. You can do it with like dabbing it on, right. or they spray it, and I think your hair just makes it a little more obvious. Yeah. So I, I cut mine. Um. So Kit, you're you're an actor, right? Well, I mean, technically I act. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't, I don't think I can say I'm an actor yet. What? I think in a couple of years I'll be able to say like I'm an actor. You star in movies and you speak, and you're, that's an actor. You're an actor. You act. Yeah. Well, I'm trying. Is that a title reserved for a certain people that you have to achieve a certain level? Like, well, I mean, I technically, I think like it's like someone saying I'm a, you know, it's like I'm a jiu-jitsu fighter, and they've done one competition in their life. Right. You know, so I think I've been lucky where I've I've done a couple big roles early, but I'm not super busy right now. So I feel like. I, I am an actor, but I wouldn't be telling people I'm an actor because straight away they'll say, like, oh, what have you been in? Can I watch it? And then you got to go like, oh, you know. I mean, I'm lucky I've got one on Netflix and stuff like right. that now. Yeah. But before that, it's like, oh, yeah, uh, well, yeah, if you, you go to the VHS store and find right. something. But, but I want to be an actor. That's the goal. That's your goal. Yeah. That's the number one priority. Yeah, I think I... I um, is there a certain genre of film that you prefer? Yeah, I would love to. I mean, one of my big goals is to like, play a Marvel superhero. I'm like really? a, I'm a massive nerd when it comes to uh, comic book movies and stuff like that, yeah. and I would love nothing more than to play on that. I think it's just a lot more fun. It's a lot less stressful. You is don't have a, to. Is there a specific character? Not really, and I I've, obviously I'm going to be typecast to certain bold characters most likely. Uh, there is nothing that I know of where I'm like. Oh, you know, actually, there's maybe Brainiac, which is a bad guy, like a Superman villain. You definitely should be a villain. Which would be cool. Yeah, I'd like a villain. A villain would be a lot more fun to play. Yeah. Yeah. But I would like to play that. But I just, I also want to get very good at acting and to be able to play more three-dimensional roles. But yeah, that requires me crying, and I haven't cried since I was about three years old. So <laughs> I uh, had a bad upbringing. So you can't cry. That's how you. That's when you can cry on command. On command. That's when you're officially an actor. I think so. And at the moment, unless I'm cutting onions or something like that, I ain't crying. Like even like like you don't want to, or you just can't. You have an internal that skill battle yet. in my in my body. And my dad was quite tough on us as a kid, and his dad was even tougher on him. Uh -huh. So anytime I cried as a kid, I wanted to hold that in and, and hide it. So I have this like internal dialogue of "Don't be a little bitch" every time I cry. And even though I don't know, there's nothing wrong with crying. I, right. I know many people are cry. I cry all the time. It just happens. Yeah, I wish I literally wish I could. I, I get close to it, and sometimes I watch an inspirational movie, and it'll like a couple little tears will come, and I'll be like, yeah, "It's coming, it's coming," and then it just kills it. And it goes and away. Then, yeah, I just dry out again. Maybe the because like when you cry, your brain releases a chemical, right? That yeah. kind of calms you down, right? Yeah. So is it? I don't want to call it endorphin, but maybe it is endorphins. I don't know. It might be. Maybe that's is probably it? why I got bad anxiety because I never get the the right. calming chemicals that I need yeah. from crying. That's what crying does. It releases that. That's why you always feel better after you cry. You cry often. I mean, 
after every jiu-jitsu competition. Were you crying during our match? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I cried after ADCC. Yeah? Yeah, it was just, a, it was just such an emotional buildup, and it was just such an eventful day. That when it was all done, like and all that the adrenaline release, like just the everything, the stress, the relief, like when it was done, done, I finished my third place match and like I, I made it to the podium and I was happy. Like I just had broke down. I went and sat on the stage in the back and I just fucking lost it. I you know? And like it wasn't happiness, it wasn't sadness. You know, of course I wanted gold and of course I could have had gold if I didn't fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of a hard pill to swallow. And like in that moment with all the adrenaline and the emotions and the crowd and everything, it was just such an overwhelming experience. Yeah, I just fucking lost it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I lost it, I just buried my face in my hoodie and I just put- Did you get embarrassed? No, I, no one saw. You should be. <laughs> <laughs> no one saw. Um, and my like my teammates came up. They're like they thought I was having like tears of joy because of third place. And I was like, no, actually, I'm just sad because I didn't get gold. Uh, <laughs> Fuckers, fuck third place. I think it's like there's two different types of crying. You know, there's the, the crying where it's like, you know, you just tears are coming and you can't out. And yeah. then there's, there's like, <laughs> I just don't want to do those. Called, ones. That's called ugly cry. That's ugly cry. I, <laughs> that's not the crying I'm going for, by the way. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's uh, that's full on. I know. I've been in a lot of close matches myself, and it's fucking frustrating because you know any little, any little one thing could have done. Thing. Yeah, one little mistake, a little, uh, changes, butterfly effect. Some fly could have just everything. flown in the room and just ruined everything for you. Yeah, that one flap of the wing. So I don't recall uh, your name is on the list, right? Medium heavy. Are you doing it? No, no, I'm not. Oh, you're not. No. What I, are you uh, doing here then? <laughs> I'm coming to watch. Uh, buddy Sebastian Broch is competing. I think he's in. I think he's in middleweight. Okay. What, what what division are you doing? I'm not. Oh, you're not doing either? Yeah, I'm chilling. What the hell are we both doing here? Yeah, well, I'm podcasting. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, <laughs> I have three. That's what I'm here for. Actually. I have three teammates in my division. One of them is one of my best friends. And um, to be honest, man, after ADCC, Does I he did, know that? That but you guys are friends? No, I call him that. Does he, does he I just call him that. He doesn't know. He, he would probably just call me like an acquaintance or something. But I call oh, yeah, I know. Josh, is it? <laughs> <I> call, <laughs> he told me he's your best friend. I just call him my best friend, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how he feels about it. Um... I don't have a best friend. I just have several best friends. It's a strong friend. word, man. It's a big commitment. Yeah, best. I don't I don't believe in the best. I just have like one. I say one of my best friends. Yeah, like, someone called me their best friend. I'll get weirded out real quick. Have you ever had someone ask you to be uh, the best man in their wedding? And you're just like, I don't know if I would ask you the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I, sure. I don't even know if I know you. Uh, no, I haven't. Like really? Uh, like, fortunately like, and unfortunately. I'm, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. I did have, I did do the best man thing for my, like speech for my brother's wedding, uh-huh. but I wasn't the best man. There was a couple of us. I think I was honestly the best out of us, but uh, well, I wasn't labeled that. You can act, so you're able to fake, fake your... Yeah, I was trying to. Yeah, you just put on yeah, that my show. brother. Actually, I was the opposite. I did like I used that opportunity to do a complete roast, and I just roasted him and his uh, his awesome. family. Yeah, it was so much fun. <laughs> That's awesome. It was so much fun. I didn't say anything nice at the end. Like, <laughs> I think at the end I tried to like spin something nice, and uh, and then I just turned it back into myself, and it was a compliment instead for me instead of them. But yeah, I just, <laughs> I just burnt them. That was their fault. I knew, like, they knew what they were getting into. I had to fly from LA all the way back to Australia to go to this bloody wedding for my brother. I don't really care for weddings myself. I don't either. Um, Super so boring. it was a huge like commitment. Yeah. So I thought, well, if you want me to come, I'm gonna come and I'm gonna ruin a little bit of it. So that like, was my part. I get really like bitter at weddings, you know, because I'm just like, fuck you and your happiness. You know? Oh man, <laughs> how dare they? How dare, <laughs> how they show dare that you guys? Work? have the dream relationship that I always wanted that I just can't <laughs> seem to find no matter how hard I try. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. Like, I hate public displays of affection, let alone a, a ceremony, bringing everyone around to come and uh, watch you sign some vows. It's not my style. <laughs> um, hey, 
Where do you live? Do you live in Australia or do you live in the US? I'm living in Hollywood at the moment in, in, in LA. So okay. I got an O1 visa. Uh, I can be in both places and I, I really shouldn't because it's uh, it cost me a fortune paying two taxes right now. Oh, so you're I, gonna I'm pay gonna pay income tax in both countries? Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. But I don't make a lot of money in America right now with the acting side of things that are, that I'm here for working, so it doesn't matter so much. But I definitely want to declare a non-residency in Australia. Australia is beautiful, but I mean, America is just—you've got ten different flavors of everything in America. Like yeah. it's just so much bigger, so much better. Yeah, it's so much worse at the same time. But Australia uh, is kind of uh, homogenous. Yeah. Right, yeah. it's just a lot of Australians. It's very <laughs> vanilla. You know, you can't do too good. You can't do too bad. It's kind of just like in the in the middle. Yeah. Well, I want to do either really good or real bad. You know, yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. hopefully good. But California is quite diverse. Yeah, but um, fuck, it is expensive, man. Holy well, shit! I don't Hollywood know what it's like is in like San Diego, but yeah, you live in the most expensive part of the most expensive state it's in ridiculous. the country. <laughs> it is ridiculous. I got like four homeless people that live outside my house, <laughs> and for me to live there is like super expensive. <laughs> Do you talk shit to them or what? No, nah, no, I don't. I try and avoid it. Dude, homeless people try and fight me all the time. I don't know what it is. Like, I'll be sitting there minding my own business. I come out of acting class and I'm sitting there. I'm really chilled. I'm just, and this guy's like over across the road. Can we swear on this? Yes, absolutely. He's, he's like, what the fuck are you looking at? I'm looking at him. I'm like, what the fuck is, what's going on with this dude? He's going, you want to fucking go? All right. And I was like, I'm like, I turn to these people. And there's other actors there. And I just, look, if he comes over here, just get your cameras out. Because I, I don't know why this guy wants to fight me. But I don't want to, I want to make sure that I wasn't starting this fight if it comes. So he walks across the road and he's still mouthing off. And then he starts walking at me. And he's walking behind me. So I put my phone away and yeah. I, I turn ready to go. And yeah. then he just keeps walking. So I thought, okay. <laughs> he just wanted to on. fuck with you. And then he keeps walking. And then he goes about 20 meters away from me. <laughs> and he starts fucking again. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. And I'm sitting there like, I don't want to be like a little bitch at the yeah. same time. So I kind of want to smack him. You don't want to walk away. But, uh, but like, <laughs> I'm also, this guy's like, looks like he, like if I'd punch him, I'd get an STD or something. So I'm just like, <laughs> I try to avoid him. And then what the worst part was I was waiting for an Uber <laughs> and the Uber came. And at this point, the Uber comes right where he is. So I'm starting to walk towards the Uber and he thinks I'm walking towards him to fight him. Uh -huh. He's like, we're going to fucking go now. Okay. And he starts taking off his shirt and I'm thinking, for fuck's sake, I just need to get this Uber. Yeah, so yeah. I'm trying not to make any eye contact. I, I get in the Uber and we get away and that, but it was like awkward as fuck. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. It's happened to me about four times. I'm just like, out of everyone here. Why the hell are you like there's all these like skinny dudes here that don't fight? They're just actors. Yeah. Why do you want to fight me? Why me? Fight one of them. <laughs> be you saw your easier. biceps, bro. You look like the alpha. I should have. Yeah, you I probably got to hide them a little bit more. He saw man. those cannons. He said, if I'm going to fuck someone up, it's going <laughs> to be that be buff that one. guy. <laughs> those biceps are going to come and bite them straight away. Um, yeah, my friend, Nassar, you know Nassar? Yeah. Late night, he was just, we were having breakfast this morning. He was telling me about this, a similar incident where he was just walking his dog and some <laughs> homeless guy was, was staring him down. And then the homeless guy like dropped his cart on its side on accident, like because he was busy staring at Nassar. Oh shit! And he dropped it, and Nassar started giggling. Oh fuck! Right, and then the guy got really, really mad. Yeah. But Nassar has a dog with him, and it's it's a it's a Malinois or. I'm not, a, I would, I'm not very familiar with dogs. I don't know how to say a it. Big dog. It's a big dog, and they're known for being very protective oh, and, shit. and aggressive. And uh, so he had the dog. So he knew no matter what, that dude was, wasn't going to come at him. But the guy was getting really angry at Nassar. And the more angry the guy got, the harder Nassar laughed. Because oh, the guy, he said it was basically kind of like, you know, King Kong in the video games. He's yeah. just like stomping around and pounding <laughs> his chest. And he's yeah, like, that's yeah. what the guy was doing. And he, he couldn't help but laugh, and he didn't want to. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. But it's like the guy was getting so mad. He's like, what? What are you looking at, bitch? Oh, that's the you know that that that's the best Come thing here, you can bitch. do though. Laugh at him, really. I think it kills him because there was one time I was waiting to go to I was training in in uh, West Hollywood, 
and I knew there was a guy. I could hear this guy with a beard. He looked like Santa Claus, but skinnier. And he was like screaming at nothing. And I, I looked around. I realized there's no one there. So he's not yelling at me. So I just sat there and I was waiting for the people to come and open the joint. We go in there. After half an hour of training, two girls come in. And they're like, oh, this guy was just screaming at us and stuff. And I said, no, no, he's just screaming at himself. And they're like, no, no, he was screaming at us. And like, so I said, okay, I'll, I'll drive you out of here because I was leaving then anyway. Yeah. I, I, I'm walking out to the car and he's yelling and he's yelling. And I can hear him say shit. And then he turns his direction to me. And like, this is when I realized, okay, he's yelling at us. And he's, he's like saying the same thing. What are you fucking looking at, you bald fuck? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not even looking at him. And I was sitting there and I'm like trying to swallow my pride. I'm like, I just want to knock this guy out, but just don't do anything. Don't do anything. And I get in the car and he keeps yelling and yelling. And then I reverse out and I thought, fuck this. So I wound down the window close to him. I didn't wind it down. I'm not in an old car. I used the electrics. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I got money. Come on. You got a button. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I just blew him a kiss. And he fucking lost his shit, man. <laughs> he said, I'm going to fucking... And he started trying to put his shoes on. I drove off and I can see him running after the car like the Terminator. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I can't get stopped on lights because this guy's going to catch me. All of a sudden you hear him plop under the roof of the car. <laughs> punch his hand through the roof. Oh, man. I actually got a little bit scared. I thought, this guy's actually making a commitment. He's running. You got you Right then you looked ahead to see if there's a red light. You're like, God. Oh, Fuck, please, man, please no, don't God. do that. <laughs> don't be please a don't do, like, get me stuck there. Fuck Have you ever done that? Like, you ever had like a road rage incident where you were hoping to like take <laughs> off and never see the person again, yeah, yeah. and then you hit a red light and they come up right behind you. You're like, fuck, dude. Dude, when I was like 18 years old, and I was a lot smaller, 18, and I didn't have any martial arts experience. There was a car, and it was we were on this long road. It's like a half an hour road. And I know there's no red lights on that. And there was this car that was right up my ass, like driving right behind me. Yeah. So me being an idiot, I started like hitting the Brake pumping the brakes. Yep. <laughs> and he kept like getting further and he was flashing me. So I kept doing it. I knew there was no stops. Out of nowhere, there's a fucking red light. You know, like they do roadworks and they just leave a red light there yep. and there's no one there. And I get stuck and he comes out of his car and I'm playing music quite loud. And I'm like, fucking, I, I wind down the window, I turn the music down. And he says to me, he goes, you ever do that shit again? I'll rip your fucking head off. And I shit myself. And I was sitting there, I just said, sorry. And I wound the window back up. And then I drove off and I thought of all the cool things I should have said. And shit, like, I was thinking like, I should have said, no, fuck you, little bitch. I'll rip your head off. But I, I shit myself. Like, what do you mean if I ever do that again? Like, are we going to see each other again? Yeah, I'm sorry. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Do you mean like on this road today or like anytime in the future? <laughs> I, should, I should have made it be, be a little bit more clear with Can that. Can you be more specific? <laughs> like, what am I allowed to do? But that, yeah, that's scared the shit out of me was I he was big like, nah he was like he was just like 25 years old just it was an adult when i was 18 i looked like i was 15 okay. so I, I don't think i went through puberty yet either okay. i was like a small scared really scared <laughs> i think it's what that's why i got into martial arts anyway because i was fucking scared of everyone so, what, what was the first martial art you got into karate i did now, to be fair actually i did like uh i just copied bruce lee's moves for a while in the in the in the shed when I was younger in the garage <laughs> and then later on I got into karate and I got to like purple no no sorry uh, I got to I was about to grade for my blue belt and then I started playing Australian rules football and I, I got sidetracked then I got back into ninjutsu years later which was a complete waste of time I wanted to learn nunchucks and <laughs> they didn't even teach me that like weapons were illegal in Australia at that point so we'd learn how to climb under like tables and shit like that and try and jump with no sound it was embarrassing you learned how to climb under tables yeah we used to set up tables and chairs <laughs> like tunnels and we would have to climb through them so like if we ever need to evacuate somewhere kind of i'm probably gonna be good what kind of a ninja trains to hide under tables <laughs> one, one you should be jumping up on top of the table swinging some fucking nunchucks that was, that was the ninja so i wanted to learn i got the i got the wrong one i got sold so i got duped but <laughs> 
This is like, it reminds me of the scene from Jurassic Park when the Velociraptors are in the kitchen. Dude, and they're exactly hiding. Exactly what it was. <laughs> with no raptors. So I was just hiding from no one. That's the only time you need that skill, is if there's raptors in the kitchen. What, with if you. that ever happens, man, you're going to wish you did that ninjutsu class in fucking Hawthorne back in the day. But that was a complete waste of time. And then. I think I was 22 years old and I was I was playing Aussie Rules football still, yeah. and I I kept getting beaten up by like a lot of the older players because I I could play well, but they knew that I was physically scared of them, so they started trying to intimidate me and they would hit me behind play, and I hated it. So I wanted to learn how to fight. So I started an MMA school and I started doing that, and then I got sucked more into the jiu-jitsu and end up doing jiu-jitsu for. I was like, I planned on doing MMA eventually. I was like, I'm going to win a black belt world championship in jiu-jitsu, then go to MMA. But I just got stuck in jiu-jitsu, and then I, I kind of got bored a little bit after that and went more into acting, so I kind of just it killed my martial arts career a little bit. The reason you went into acting is because you were bored with jiu-jitsu? Well, two reasons. One, I, I got injured uh, quite bad in my knee, and I, I knew I was going to be out for a while, and I, I tried to figure out what can I do with the meantime. I just don't want to be sitting there not able to train. Yeah. So I started doing acting, and I just enjoyed it a lot. And I looked for me... It, in the longevity of things, I think acting was a much better investment from then on because I could do it till I'm 90. Where jujitsu, you know, I've got a couple more years and I'm riddled with injuries, and I, it's just making it very hard. And I don't want to have a very uncomfortable, you know, later later years in life with like injuries yeah, yeah. that I really didn't need to get. Right, right. So, and when I say bored, it's just, it was just, I think from where I got to, like at my level where I feel like I'm like, you know, like we've fought. You know, I'm, I know I'm thereabouts. I just need to have a very good run, and I could win a black belt world championship. But the investment that would be required for me to do that, if you know, if I was lucky enough to do it, is a lot of work. Yes. Where for me, for the acting, which I, I enjoy probably more, that investment would would pay back a lot more. Right. Because I'm a low right. level and stuff like right. that. Um, the investment required to earn. Basically, you're talking about return on investment for yeah. your, your time. Yeah, right. and as you know, it's a, it's a lot of fucking work. Yes, and uh, and uh, jujitsu is growing now, so it's more lucrative. But everything you do to your body, you know, it comes back to you. Absolutely, you know? bro. When and I get out of this chair, I got to get up slowly because my, <laughs> my knees are. I hope we can help each other get up yeah, after like, this. Uh, but you're you're a thirty-seven, thirty-six. So you're, you're I'm turning thirty-four soon. But I mean, you would know what it's like as well. It's, yeah, uh, it's hard. It's tough, and I uh, I think that for jujitsu, for especially as a world class competitor black belt, you need to be really cut out for it. Yeah. And I may not be the best competitor. I may not have the best mind for a competitor, to be honest with you. I think I'm much more of a hobbyist. Where you know, there's things that you know, as you would know, and I can use you as a, a yardstick. You are very committed to this, and you're very passionate about it, and you do the work that's required. I think half the reason why I want to retire is when I watch your posts and I'm like, fuck man, look at the work he's doing. <laughs> I don't want to do that. It scares me off. Fuck that. He's turned himself into a machine. I'm going to go be an actor in a movie. Yeah, I want to pretend to be. I'm going to play Josh's, Josh and uh, Josh, like when they make a movie about him, I'm playing him. Pretend to be him. But I don't want to really hey, be that. Here's a question. Okay, now that you said that, I want to hear your American accent. Because I know uh, you know how to do one. What any region or just a standard? Just a standard. If I do a standard, it's not super strong. It's just it's a, called an accent reduction. So uh, you know, if I just do it more like this, okay. uh, and uh, I'm just going to talk talk a little bit of crap and try and get into it right now because sometimes it takes a couple minutes yeah, to get into it. Yeah, of course. But of course. 
generally it'll sound more like this. I'll try and hit R's, uh, try and have the downward inflection, speak more resonant from inside my chest rather than from my nose and slow things down because if I speak Australian and I, I go really quick yeah. and it, a lot of the words are cut short in Australian where the Americans, you uh, you overpronounce a lot of words. Your, your enunciation and your pronunciation it's is strong, much better and strong. strong. So for me, I have to slow things down, which is good because then I say things that I really mean rather than uh, things that I don't. But if, let's say I was going to do like a New York gangster, a New yeah. York gangster over here. So, uh, you know, we're in New York now and uh, I got to go meet a guy. That's it's so a little good. bit, it kind of pulls you a lot further from the Australian, yeah, so yeah. it's easier. That's so good. Or south or something. Let me, see, let me hear the southern accent. Oh, <laughs> let me try. Well, all right. Oh, well, I got to, oh, <laughs> I got to get into it. Are we going to Texas? Are we doing Texas south or like I, Mississippi no, listen, south? I, I'm not great at knowing where. <laughs> Yeah. I, I haven't been to the South yet, so I'm not very good at I'm just going to try and find something that's very general. Of course, yeah. Uh, no pressure, Well, man. I'm going to talk a bit more like this. So it's kind of a, I'm trying to make myself sound a little bit dumb, but <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> but, you know. You just pissed off about a thousand people <laughs> who have Southern accents. So like, what the fuck what the, did he just say? I did not sound like that. <laughs> I, I had to do a play for, for one for a while, and it was, it was tough. It, it is a bit harder. But it, it, it's it's fun. I, I really enjoy the accents. Like I try and do German accents as well and stuff. But you know, it's a it's a I'm a blue belt at the moment. I got a lot of work. Put it yeah. that way. I, I could never mimic an accent. Like there's no way I could ever do that. Yeah, that I, that's I, a very difficult skill, I think, in my opinion. I, I 100 percent of it. I think there's people out there that are so good at it. And for me, I felt like it was the hardest thing that I ever had to do. I think verbally, I was not very gifted. I come from, a, I'm half Italian. My mum's side were immigrants. They didn't speak very good English. My dad's side were from a very rough area. So they didn't have very good English, not very highly educated. So I'm not, I wasn't brought up with like very articulate parents. So for me, I mumbled a lot. I had a lot of uh, speech impediments that I had to change. So I had to like start from the ground. And so for me, I felt like everything else come a lot easier than the accent work. Right. Yeah. It was tough. What is you think the most difficult part about acting uh, just for not you? judging yourself uh, uh, not being um, insecure in, in a sense because I feel like I mean the scariest thing for me with jiu-jitsu is going out there and you know and being judged you know let's say you got a match out there I you don't want to like go everybody out and, feels like this. yeah, yeah. And, and the same thing happens in acting because yeah. you and you can't it's a little different because like in jiu-jitsu you go out there and you, you can focus on fighting so it's you know you, you get pulled out of your head uh, a lot of it because you've got Once to Once a match starts, yeah. But when in, in acting, it's there's not as much going on like that. So I feel like allowing yourself to be vulnerable is probably the hardest part, especially I was very insecure and probably still am as an adult. And I had to get over a lot of that and to, to put yourself on camera and just try and forget that there's people watching you and judging you and just allow yourself to be in the moment is, is really difficult for me. Yeah, um, I, I completely can relate what you said about jiu-jitsu, right? Because that's kind of what everyone's afraid of when they go out there to compete. They're just worried about judgment. Yeah, That's yeah. all they're worried about. They're worried about judgment from their friends, their teammates. And maybe they don't, their friends and teammates don't mean to judge. But no matter what happens there, of course, they're going to accept the reality. Oh, you lost by triangle. Like, that happened. You can't deny that it happened. Yeah. There's no judgment. They're not saying, oh, he sucks. His jiu-jitsu sucks. Like, when my teammates lose, I don't, I don't think they suck at all. No. Like, it doesn't matter how badly they lose. Even if they lost by something spectacular, flying fucking guillotine twister 
or Goku Plata combo, you know? Yeah. Like, I would never be like, oh, man, my friend, I thought he was good at jiu-jitsu, but he actually really sucks now that I saw that happen. <laughs> you know, that's not, I would never have that Smart thought. people realize that. I it's just, like the ones that hate on certain people that'd be like, oh, you know, Kit lost this, oh, he's, he's shit. And I, I see it all the time. And I definitely got a lot more haters than most people did as I was coming through. Probably I was loud and a little bit obnoxious in certain points. But, like, if I lose, there'll be a certain handful of people like, oh, Kit sucks. Yeah, he hasn't won a Black Belt World Championship. I'm like, fuck me. Is that the only indicator of someone right. that's, like, good? You know right. what I mean? And, of course, it's coming from someone who's won no championship no. ever. Period. Anyone that knows what it's like <laughs> to win that doesn't say that shit. Right. But I, And people put pressure on you in, in ways they don't realize. Like, they'll say, like, let's say you've got a match, and I'll go, oh, you're going to kill this guy. I, and suddenly oh you're just like, God. fucking shut up, man. You just hit the nail on the head, bro. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. I get so irritated with all the messages where people are like, yeah, you're going to kill it. You're going to fuck that guy up. It's like, look, first of all, he's actually very good. <laughs> I'm not fighting a scrub. Yeah. And I, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to yeah. be motivational and inspirational. They're trying to pump you up. But at the same time, it's like, oh, well, you have to also respect the the the, the challenge ahead. Like, it's, yeah. it's a respectable challenge. And yeah, of course, I, I need to try to pump myself up and talk to that, like that to myself. But um, yeah, it's, it doesn't it's, help when they say that. They put un yeah. unrealistic expectations on you. Right. Suddenly, if I say to you, you're going to smash it, then if you're anything short of smashing it, well, you've done bad. You, you failed. Know what I mean? Yeah, you you've, failed. So it's a it's yeah. a horrible thing. And people do it for good reasons, but it really doesn't help at all. And that was the one thing that used to bother me more than anything is people go, oh, you're going to kill this guy. Yeah. I'd be like, shut up, man. I'm not. <laughs> like, like, I'd like, maybe I will, but like, hopefully, but like, maybe not. <laughs> maybe. I, I prefer people be like, dude, this can be like, this guy's really good. If you beat him, that'd be amazing. And then yeah, like, yeah. I feel like that just motivated me more than any because right. it's feel like someone says, oh, Kit, you can't jump that high and I'm going to definitely try and do it. I'd probably pull right. my back out or something, but of course. I like that kind of challenge more yeah. than than yeah, creating unrealistic expectations. I felt a lot of that when I had, was preparing for that match with Lovato. It was about one year ago, actually. Uh, maybe a year and... I don't remember actually how long ago it was, but anyways, uh, people would send me those messages and I'd be like, do you know who Lovato is? <laughs> Arguably the best American grappler of all time. Yeah, he's <laughs> like legit. Maybe him and Musumeci and JT, like they're all kind of in contention for like. Well, you know, because they asked me to, to uh, for a match with him before that. I said, hell fucking no, man. <laughs> he's like an animal and he's massive too. Yeah, like, he's, he's like big, he's athletic, he's strong and his jujitsu is sick. Did you, did you guys weigh in the same? No, no. He, uh, the weight class was um, 200 and uh, I think he had to cut down to hit that. And I think I was like 195 with my shoes and pants on. Yeah, it's going to say. It was within 10 pounds when we weighed in. But someone cutting down and you putting on weight. Yeah, but it was a day much before bigger than, Yeah. I'm not taking anything away from him. He he is a monster. His, his technique is phenomenal. Yeah. I don't think the size difference was um, any, it, it's, it's nothing that I can. Was it, a, was it a tough matchup, like technically, like with his style versus your style? I thought we had a great match, actually. Okay. Um, I haven't seen it yet, so. Yeah, I w it was in fight to win, so it was submission only. Okay, yeah. And uh, I was able to get the takedown. I got a body lock on him because he's so tall. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure I was able to body lock him. And nice. then I was kind of pulling the body and he, he jumped close guard, right? Yep. Um, and then I had to get out of his close guard. That was difficult. And then I was in half guard. He grabbed a Kimura from half guard and he was holding onto it for a long time. And then all of a sudden he ripped it hard, like oh, really, really hard, man. Put it behind my back oh. deep. And I was half guard. Thank God I could just flip over uh -huh. and I gave him the top position. And that's how he got on top of me. And then I was trying to work on some omoplata and gogo plata. Uh -huh. And I was pulling my foot so hard. I pulled my foot all the way to my shoulder here. What? Yeah, I was torquing my knee really hard and my knee popped right oh, there. Like, shit. And I was like, and I kind of slowed down. And then all my teammates were like, no, 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 don't slow down. Don't slow down. Keep going for it. Keep going for it. And he had a body lock on me. 
So he was burying his head to my chest, and I'm trying to put my foot in front of his face. Fucking and I was wow. trying to force it in there. I was like, well, the knee already popped. I didn't feel any pain really, but I heard it, and it yeah. just kind of scared me. I didn't, it didn't hurt. Um, and then I kind of I pushed it into his face, and it turned into an omoplata. He stood up and just shook it off. You know, he oh, just, it yeah. dropped me, you know. And then he was on top of me the, pretty much the rest of the match. Um, he passed my guard. He mounted me. But when he mounted me, I grabbed a guillotine. So he mounted me, but I was holding his head in my armpit. Uh-huh. And you can get choked pretty badly yeah, like that. Especially with your guillotine. Yeah, and he had, he, so I was kind of pushing his head downward with my arm, and then he jumped off from the mount, and I recovered guard, and yeah. I had the head, and then time was out. Oh, really? And I was like, ah. I mean, <laughs> I'm not, I can't say anything like, oh, I was going to finish it. Like, I wasn't close to finishing it, but I was definitely in a much better but, position. Yeah, you're a, and you're the type of guy that can finish those at any moment. Yeah, and, uh, but to be honest, I was completely exhausted at that moment. Like, even if I had another minute to go, I don't know yeah. if I could have gone another minute because I gave that match literally every ounce of energy that I had. And, like, I was like, hyperventilating you know when the match is over i was like you know when you stand really? up and you're just like yeah. so you're so pumped and you pushed yourself so hard like i'm, I'm just like gasping for air you know yep. like my yep. hands were shaking yeah like, did you I, have the vision closing yeah on you? kind of like yeah. it was, i just felt cloudy everything yeah. about me felt cloudy and uh so i don't even think i i don't i don't think i could have even finished it like because it was just another minute of that match i would have been dead that's tough it's, it's such it's such a he's such a good fighter and that, great. that's a scary feeling i know when i went back to uh, after i um I quit jiu-jitsu in 2013, I think, and I, I started playing Australian rules football again. And because I was much bigger and I put on a lot of size, I, I just did fucking weights flat out. I was not, I didn't have the cardio uh, fitness that I needed, so or the endurance, and I had to run really hard at one stage. And I couldn't get enough oxygen in, and my vision started closing, like the outside, and I thought I was yeah, gonna fucking die. Vision, yeah. Scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Was, fuck, I need to get fitter. Um. Yeah, I've been there a couple times inside a triangle. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's when I know to tap. Yeah. When the vision starts closing in. And right when it comes down to a little, little, little dot, circle. <laughs> that's your last chance to tap. You see a little bit of light. Fuck it. And then you tap and everything's slow and you're getting spun. You're like... Have you ever been put to sleep? No, not fully. Never. I've me, been close. Me either. Never. Yeah. In, in I'm proud about that too. Almost 20 years of grappling, never been put to sleep. Really? Yeah, been really close though. Yeah. Where they let me out of the triangle and I thought I hit the mat. Like, yeah. but I'm, I'm so conscious, you know, but I just I wasn't trying to get up right away. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. It's, it's a scary feeling. I don't really ever want to be uh, choked out unconscious. I, I think I got close to it as a, when I was a purple belt, I mounted a white belt and he put a cross uh, collar choke on me or something. And I'm thinking, like, I'm mounted, he can't do that. And it's it come on quick and I tapped, but I remember feeling like, whoa, whoa, my head was spinning. I felt like I was falling through the ground. Yeah. yeah. I was still conscious, but like, it scared me. So I don't, I don't like, to get to that point so I, I tap quite quick you know that move people do from the bottom when you're passing the guard and they grab your lapels and they spin under you to north yeah, south yeah like the um, the Majid Hayes kind of yeah well, it's like a rolling baseball bat choke. yes 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 yeah. it's a baseball bat from the bottom yeah, yeah. and um, I had my, a buddy did that to me one time and it, I mean I, I, I never tapped to this guy like I would always be able to beat him and he did it to me and I was just like nope not, I'm not gonna and it was so tight man but I was like nope not tapping not tapping and I for, I just powered my way out of it and I felt the pressure on my head was just so intense, and I finally broke his grip, and then blood just started coming out my nose. Ah, oh, fuck. He squeezed the fucking blood out of my oh. head, bro. <laughs> Gave you a hernia? Yeah. What is a hemorrhage? Blood just started fucking pouring out of my nose, and I was like, oh my God, what did I just do to myself? That's weird. At least it was blood and not snot. It yeah. happened to a friend of mine. <laughs> I, well, I say it was a friend of mine, it sounds worse. 
I, uh, I came back to class and this was when I was maybe a brown belt and the teacher was teaching, the instructor was teaching in, uh, this was in Australia. And I come back and looking for my laptop and it was hidden. So I knew one guy that would have, the only guy would have hit yeah, my laptop. Right. And as the instructor was teaching, I sat behind uh, my friend, Nick Barker, his name is, and I grabbed his lapels and I said, where's my fucking laptop? And he goes, they're not telling you. So I said, I'm gonna, I, start put, I started putting the choke on. I said, I'm going to choke you. I'm going to choke you. You'll go out. And then he, his head just lops forward. And I think he's pretending to be choked out. Right, right. And then he starts blowing snot, like a long snot line out of his nose. Because he's inhaling aggressively, right? Yeah. And he's just like, and then I, I let it go and I grab his hair and I pull his head up because I didn't want anyone else to see. Yeah. And then he just comes, boom, 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 back into life. Doesn't <laughs> say a thing. And the, the, the instructor teaches for another minute or two and then goes, okay, guys, claps. And then he just starts bursting out laughing because he realized he went out. Uh, and I was like, you fucking idiot, man. Why did you do <laughs> So I just like, I didn't front. Only one person saw it. I was like, fucking hell. But he had like, you know, I would have thought he was faking, but this long bit of snot went flying out. Did he notice like, the snot immediately? He sucked it right back in when he came up. So <laughs> it, w- it went out like, what do you call like three inches. It was like laying in there. So then when he came back, he just went, sucked it right back up. And I was like, fucking hell. It was actually a good effort just doing that. Alone. <laughs> That's kind of impressive. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, wake, to wake up and immediately suck the snot. Suck that snot back in, man. That was the first thing he did. He just sucked it all back in. But yeah, that... Uh, Oh I, I, I do it to others and the same thing I, I baseball batted choked the same guy he went to sleep as well yeah. he used to fucking always like he would tap so late one, actually one time oh, oh the little taps just little, little yeah. Yeah. did you tap they call, one, it, they call it the Brazilian tap the Brazilian <laughs> right just kind of like a little, the little the little tiny taps that no one I didn't can tap. see yeah. I didn't tap what do you mean I was just like a pat on your back <laughs> so it was, you know, I was motivating you I, uh, there was a kid in training a 17 year old kid one time and the guys were like kid this, you, can't, you can't tap this guy with a triangle I was like, you serious? And they're like, yeah, can you try and tap him? I said, okay. So I put him in a triangle and he's looking directly at me, okay? And I start squeezing. I'm like, nah. And he's like, nah. And I squeeze tighter. And I'm like, nah. I squeeze tighter. And then I go, fuck it. I just go, fine. I let go. And he's out. Like, but he was still looking at me. So I thought he was, oh he was conscious God. and he's his just on the ground. Were, his eyes, his eyes were just open. And I didn't know how long he was out for. Oh, shit. And I felt real bad. Mm. I was like, oh my God, why didn't you tap? Because I didn't even know. Because I, I got little, like small legs that are like stocky. So, tight, so tight it's hard triangles. for me to triangle anyone regardless. And yeah. if I do, if I can lock that on, you're going to so go tight. out because it's just so tight. Right. And he's like looking at me and I'm thinking, he, okay, he's conscious because look at me, he was out. It was really bad. You would have expected like, the eye to roll back or something. Yeah, right? something some happened. Indi- some you know? indication. He just he just he just looked at me from the, <laughs> from the dead. He was just looking straight at me. It was, it was dead for about ten minutes. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Uh, Kit, I'm gonna wrap it up. You have any uh, shout outs or sponsors or anything you want to give? Nah, man. Website. Just, just uh, follow me at uh, my website's uh, theartofmasteringjujitsu.com. It used to be kitdaletraining.com. We've just changed it, so we're just changing that. Uh, but follow me on Instagram, KitdaleOfficial, or on Facebook, Kitdale, my page. And uh, thank you for having me on. My pleasure. It was man. cool thank chatting you, to you. Thank you, thank you for I'm the story. Reach over and it? give you a handshake yeah. so everyone knows. Appreciate that. There's no <laughs> video, but uh, you can just tell just, me. We know the handshake <laughs> happened, right? The handshake happened. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to pause it for a second and uh, go wander around the tournament. Boom. And I'm back. And now we are back here with none other than, none other than two-time ADCC world champion JT Torres. Say hi, JT. What's going on, people? And then we got the Kimura Trap Star alongside him. Yo, yo. I don't know how you guys are going to be able to tell them apart, but we're going to do our best, man. They got, they got both got sexy radio voices, so... <laughs> Um, JT came up and said that the Kimura Trap Star has 
some really amazing stories to tell us, and I love fucking stories. So, what's up? Wait, I'm, wait, wait, JT. How, so, first of all, tell us how it feels to be a two-time ADCC world champion. Well, you know that that feels absolutely amazing. It really does. Um, you know, to all the people out there who are, who who are trying to achieve greatness in this sport, everyone has their different. Everyone has their time to to, to shine and. If you're going through the grind, which I've been through, I know it's difficult. Don't give up. Keep chipping away. I didn't win my ADC World Titles until until now, right? Until recently. You just got nine years on your black belt, right? Um, you got your third degree recently. Twenty, yeah. Twenty twenty would be eleven years at black belt. No, ten years at black ten belt. Ten years. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, ten or eleven, something like it that. I got my black belt two thousand nine. It doesn't happen overnight. It does not. It's a long journey, but it feels amazing, and you know. You've had a lot of close calls too, right? Like a lot of almosts. A lot of almosts. And a lot of times I just thought maybe almost is just good enough. Right. You know, I almost got comfortable with that. But deep down inside, I knew there was more to achieve. And all I got to say is make sure you surround yourself with the right people who keep pushing you forward because that is key. Boom. Jackson Souza said the exact same thing yesterday. Yeah. I said, Jackson, how how do you claw your way out of a favela? Yeah. And become one of the most recognized, well-respected names in the sport. Yeah. So you got to surround yourself with the right people. A hundred percent, man. And, you know, it, it's even a little bit more difficult in my situation, I think, because when I won these last two ADCC titles, I did it back in New York, like moving, right, leaving Otto's, right. California, Otto's HQ in California, which I was surrounded a bunch of, with, with you guys, yeah, you right, know, guys right. who do motivate me and push me. And then I w- went back to New York. I'm like, okay, I got to make sure I align myself with the right people. And. I believe in things happening for a reason. And I remember when I first moved back and I started renting mat space out of this little kickboxing fitness gym, two of the uh, first people to walk up the staircase to come train with me was the Kimura Trap Star and Coach Tito from Sucker Free Jiu-Jitsu in Long Island. So that's why I had to bring this guy along for this podcast and today. This man, this man has done exactly what you said people need to do. He surrounded himself with the right people. 100%. Jump on there, bro. This is the Kimura Trap Star. What is your, what, how do you say your real name? I don't, Weiss. Weiss Sakazada. Sakazada? Yeah. Did I say it right? You said it perfectly. Where is that from? My family's from Afghanistan. Oh, I, I studied Afghan Persian. Did you? Yeah, in, in college for one year. Yeah. You speak Farsi? Don't test me right now, yeah. No, don't worry. I could barely speak Farsi. I, it's if you like put broken. me on the spot, I'll, I'll brain fart right now. I, <laughs> I can say Chimikuni. Chimekoni, that's good, man. What do you, how do you say it? You say podcasting.com or, or Mikonom? Podcastmekonom. Podcast Mikonom, I huh? think so. You <laughs> say podcast, right? I gotta ask my mom. <laughs> There's no word for podcast in Persian, no? Yeah. Or I could say like, uh, I don't know. I'm not no, that was it. impressive. Thanks, man. It's been a few years. I've, I'm rusty, but you know, I got an Afghan person on my I, at the HQ also. You know? Yeah, Massage. yeah. So I, I try to talk to his family sometimes. I was hoping I'd be like the only Afghan black belt, but I found out there's like three of us, and I, Nisar I mean, is like the best one. He's <laughs> tough, that's for sure. So what's up, man? Not much, man. You competing? Uh, I competed yesterday. Master one? Master one, yeah. How'd it go? I went one and one. I won my first match on a couple of advantages, and then I got caught in a hanger team from Mount. Who was it? Ah, some fucking tall, savage Brazilian dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he got a... I shook his hand. I'm like, man, I'm like, this guy is fucking strong. I should probably be doing lightweight. So I got on the scale at like 167. I'm like, I got to take this a little bit more seriously. So... Liera Jr. once told me that he can feel people's nerves when he shakes their hands on the mat. He would feel them being nervous, you know what I mean? Oh. That's a hell of a talent to have. Right? Yeah. 
Right, right on, man. So, um, how's it been uh, working with JT in the past? How long have you guys been together now? Uh, it'll be like three years. Three years? Yeah, yeah. And it, he just gave you your black belt, right? He just gave me my black belt. Congratulations. Yeah. It, thank you so much. This is the first time I've seen you since that happened, right? Yeah, it's good to see you, Josh. Hey, Thanks you for well. having us. Yeah, my pleasure, my man. Um, it, just so you guys don't know, um, I did a seminar there in February, I think, right? right? And, bro, you packed those mats for me, and I'm eternally grateful for that. Bro, you were an easy sell. Everybody <laughs> wanted to learn how to guillotine from you. You packed. Those mats were packed. And you have a super cool gym. It's in Long Island. Thanks, man. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Amityville. Amityville. That's right. That's right. It's in Amityville at the house. And we Sweet. showed you our haunted yeah. basement. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you went to, <laughs> you went to the Amityville, our house. Hey, yeah. tell, tell them about the, the, the prints you saw down there. Oh man, that shit about, is weird. Are we talking about the basement? Yeah. Okay, so let's backstory real quick. Okay, so okay. so the Amityville is in Long Island, and that's the the movie it was the Amityville Horror was right. based on the, based on that house, right? Where true the, story. It's a true story where a man murdered his family, and the the story is that the house was haunted and, and it made the guy murder his family. That's yeah. right. Okay, and I went there when I did the seminar. I drove I drove there an hour early just so I had time to go check out the house, and I went and I checked it out. It looks really <laughs> super creepy. I took pictures with it. And then I went to the seminar. And then when I got to the seminar, you guys were telling me about your haunted basement. Right. Like they have a haunted basement underneath their, their jiu-jitsu academy. Yes. Yeah, there's like a weird energy down there. I, I remember like when JT first did a seminar like February 2017. And like we didn't even have our permits passed. So it was definitely fully illegal. Sorry, <laughs> professor. <That's right. laughs> but he went down there and he just felt like a weird energy. Um, woman who worked next door at this coffee shop went down there she's like super religious super sweet woman but she went down there and she fucking freaked out she got the bad juice yeah i went down there i was freaked out i haven't been down there in like two and a half years tyrone doesn't believe in that shit he stays going down there and i don't know i just don't fuck with it so one of our buddies was like patching up the cement floors um and so he puts on like a fresh coat of cement and then he comes back and there's like hoof prints on that fresh cement. Hoof prints. Hoof prints. Like a horse's hoof. Like or a, a demon's pig, or a hoof. hoof. Or a demon hoof. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't fucked with that basement since then. It's just it's just a weird energy, did man. Let, did he let the cement cure like that? Yes. Or did it smooth out the, the Well, plant? actually, no, no, no. He actually ended up patching over it, and then nothing happened after that. I had some girl come down and sage the place. I don't really know if I believe in that stuff, but I was like, fuck it, it wouldn't hurt Doesn't to, hurt to do try. it. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> felt a little better. It felt a little better, you know, so. They say that's the thing to do, right? When you feel like there's bad spirits or bad vibes in some place, you, you get yeah. the sage, you burn the sage and smoke that place out. Right, so it was originally like a reptile store, so definitely a lot of weird shit just went down. Like, he had... It was all illegal. Yes, illegal he had all sorts of store. exotic animals in there. Not even just like reptiles, he had like leopards and lions and shit. So do you think it's like they're pissed off ghosts yeah. that they were like taken out of the jungle or something? I think there was like an animal blood sport down there. Whoa. And I mean, this is all speculation. So I went down there. How did know, you feel? Yeah. I, I mean. Rejuvenated? I felt, I felt bad juju. Yeah, right? I, I get nervous. Yeah. I, 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 don't know if it's, I don't know if it was a placebo effect because you guys told me in advance. But I definitely did not feel comfortable down there. It was cold as fuck. Yes, you know, like most basements. One, one thing I want to add is that you, you guys didn't tell me about the basement being weird when I first went down there. Bro, because we weren't fully yeah. sure. They didn't tell me, and this is a true <laughs> they story. Didn't want you to, they didn't want to embarrass yeah. themselves in front of you. And like, I went down there, and I felt weird. Yeah. I remember coming back upstairs, and I told them, like, hey, 
That's a weird basement you guys got in there. And they started freaking out like, what? You felt that too? And I was like, what do you mean I felt that? What did you guys feel? So there was no placebo effect because you had no idea. I had no placebos, uh, placebo effect. I went down there with a clear mind, nothing no. put in my brain uh-huh. about it. And I just felt weird <laughs> vibes down there. Guys, and when I came back upstairs. This isn't going to help my business, but whatever. At least <laughs> By the way, uh, Coach Cheeto and Weiss is Nice are great instructors. Uh, it's some a of the super nicest cool guys gym. too. And I love the name. The name is the best part. It's Sucker Free Jiu-Jitsu. Tell, tell us more about the name, Weiss. So I was like a big fan of like hip-hop. I still am. But there was a show called Sucker Free Sundays uh-huh. every Sunday, I think like late 90s. And they would just put on like really good hip-hop. And I just loved the name of it. And then one day, we were opening up our own school and we left our, our, like our old jobs working at UFC gym as instructors. Right. And we are like, what do we name it? I was like, let's just name it Sucker Free Jiu-Jitsu. It's something... Like, we both like hip-hop, and we just like what it represented. Like, you know, it wasn't... We were doing it for the right reasons, so we just wanted people to know that we were always looking after everyone's best interests, and what they saw is what they got. Like, they're going to learn legit jiu-jitsu from instructors that are going to go out and seek higher learning and always give it their all, you know? Like, yeah. when we first came in, we were like a purple belt and a brown belt. I'm like, how the fuck do, our sell- do we sell ourselves? I'm right. like, we got to come up with a cool name, right. cool aesthetics. we got to overcompensate with the, the aesthetics. So... Then we grew into it, you know, we, we linked up with JT and his training not only helped our own jujitsu out, but it helped our business out, like it helped our perspective and it definitely mentally conditioned us to be ready for whatever the future had. And there's a lot of, uh, I don't what's the opposite of sucker free? Sucker full? Sucker full. <laughs> sucker full jujitsu. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of no, bullshit out there. Totally. Right? Like this no crianche thing that... A lot of you don't, gyms not, are about. Yeah, like if you if you switch gyms, you're a crayonch. Right. You think it's bullshit? I feel like we're all crayonches, though, right? In right. Some sort of aspect. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if any, if you guys know the history of the word crayonch. It was a character, right? In a in a, a Brazilian like day uh, like a drama show, like a you know how those daytime soap operas like a right. Brazil it was a day a daytime Brazilian soap opera, and the the character's name was crayonch. That was like his last name, and he was just a traitor in the show. He was always backstabbing wow. everyone. Did you, you didn't know that? No, I, I had no idea about that. Yeah, yeah. He was, what like, was it like Michael Crianch? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I, was, I mean, it was it was probably Tiago Crianch, but <laughs> I don't know if they, Michael's a common name in Brazil. But yeah, that was the name of the character in the show, and he was just like a shithead character who was always backstabbing everybody. Damn. So and that's what it originated. And then Carlson Gracie, uh, I think, you made the term famous and was yes. start, started telling people like it's part oh, of his logo. Right. No Crianch. Very aggressive. <laughs> It's super aggressive, man, and I think it's just, you know, sometimes I get students who cross over, who who come from other gyms to join my academy, right? right? And one of the first questions some of them ask me, is it okay if I cross train? And they can I can see that they're a little nervous to ask right, me, right. and I, and I always say, yeah, I don't care, no problem. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, that's fine with me. You know, you can. Train wherever you want to train. That's fine. I'm not your daddy. Yeah. No, that's exactly what I said. I'm like, I'm not your dad. I'm not here to sun you. Just to train you. You know, you know, you know how they always say when, when you withhold something from someone, they want it even more. Yeah. I think when you just tell somebody what they can't do and can do. That's the number you, one thing they want to do. They, they're going to want to rebel and, yeah. and break those rules. Yeah. Like any other relationship, you can't control somebody. You can't obsess over them. You got to treat them with love. Can you imagine if Starbucks told you you cannot buy coffee from Starbucks anymore because you went to Coffee Bean? That's, that's what just it, bad business. You know what I mean? That can you sucks. imagine? Can you yeah. imagine Starbucks like, oh, we saw you at, Star- at Coffee Bean the other day. <laughs> you can't come back in here. 
You're like, but I want to buy your product. I want a take, frappuccino. Take my money. I'm trying you know, to give you money. Like that's a good, perfect example. I like the banana bread from Starbucks, but I love the vanilla latte from Coffee Bean. It's like I need both. Why right? can't you have them all? Right. Right. <laughs> Why can't I accessorize my jujitsu? Right. Because what was the old excuse they used to use? It's like, oh, you're gonna give away our secrets. Or you're gonna have tainted jujitsu. Oh yeah, you're gonna learn bad jujitsu, right. and then you're gonna represent my school with bad jujitsu. So stupid. And, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we just moved on past that, you know. I mean, you even seen at the highest level with like wrestlers or judo players, they go around the world cross-training with other countries, right. countries that they're going to compete against, right. you know. Right. Now, of course, I understand if, hey, I'm going to fight this guy in two weeks at the Worlds or at this super fight, maybe don't train with them leading yeah, up to don't it. don't train you know? with that guy. Or that guy, right. exactly. But, yeah. you know, you can't tell anybody what they can or cannot do. Right. Um, Let them be. We're not we property. Why does everyone try to own us? Right. Those yeah. days are behind us. Yeah. 200 years ago, humans oh, were property. <laughs> um, yeah. Fuck that. Fuck being a, a hater for so cross-training. How's your day going, Josh? My day is great, man. I've just been sitting here all day. I, I talked to Talita this morning, and then I had uh, Kit Dale for like 45 minutes, and now I got you guys. I met Elliot Marshall for the first time. Yeah, he's cool, huh? First thing he said to me was that there's no such thing as bad coffee or bad sex. And I was like, all right, man, it was nice meeting you. I'll see you later. <laughs> Do you think that's true? Is there no such thing as bad coffee? There's definitely such thing as bad sex and bad <laughs> coffee. That's what is what is bad sex like? Oh man! Like when awkward, the, what, like when the other person dead smelly. When the other <laughs> fucking I wasn't gonna go there, but I guess yeah, you're right. I have very visceral reactions. I apologize. I was gonna say like maybe if your partner like dead fishes you, you know? Oh, <laughs> oh <is> man! <laughs> or just tries mad hard to like act sexy and it just makes things weirder. <laughs> Being super awkward about it. Yeah. <laughs> You ever watch a 40-year-old virgin? Yeah. That scene where, you know, he pretends to already... <laughs> they're, they're trying to talk, like, dirty, but he's, yeah. like, so bad at it. He's like, oh, baby. Exactly. Like, oh, you make me so hot. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Great movie, by the way. <laughs> if you haven't seen that movie, go watch it. Great movie. Uh, yeah, man. Those, those are the only words I had with him. Um, other than that, he seems cool. Yeah. Is there is there anyone else? Is there anyone around here you want to meet? There's legends all over the place, man. I feel like you ever talk met to, everybody. You ever talk to Kyle Terra? No, I haven't. You gotta go talk to Kyle, man. He has a, a strong opinion about everything. Does he? <laughs> Super easy to talk to. Him. Has, has he been on this? I know he Not likes yet. candy. Not yet, but I think he likes candy more than you. Yeah, I'm gonna get these jelly beans filled up, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna lure him over here. I'm you gonna. Should, like, <laughs> you should give no. him jelly beans with weed in it. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> wave the cup under his nose so he can smell <laughs> so he can smell them, and I'm he's just gonna, gonna lure like him. A truffle pig. Okay, speaking <laughs> of speaking of the around. devil, there he is. He's walking by, all pissed off at something. What kind of questions would you ask him? Oh man, politics, religion, money. I'm pretty sure I would just have to say, Hey, Kyle, what's up? And then he would start going. He'll just start going. Like I don't think he he would stop. I just uninterrupted. Like, yeah, Kyle. I'm really looking forward to that one. I'm <laughs> gonna be honest with you. He has very strong opinions about everything. You know who else I want to see on this thing? Uh, AJ Agassim. Oh my God! I just I was just talking about him yesterday. Actually, with what's up, Jackson? I had Jackson on yesterday. He's got he's got Man, some wild what, stuff to say. What's up with that guy? What's up with him? I think you gotta give him the chance to explain himself. You think so? I, think I don't misunderstood, know. Misunderstood, bro. You think he's just misunderstood? Maybe. <laughs> I'm <laughs> giving him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Did you see that what he wrote about Ari? Yeah, Is what was it, that about? I don't. That was weird. Because look, I, AJ and Ari Furious just had a match to fight to win, right? Right. And the first thing Ari does is like basically blast double JJ, run him off the stage. But right? was it within the time or was it 
Oh, yeah, it was just started. It was the very beginning of the match. Because was AJ trying to argue that the, he did that blast single or double before the time began? No, no, they were ready. The match started. So what's his argument? He just said, why did Ari just run me straight off the stage? He didn't even stop. Like, when they hit the edge, like, Seth tried to stop oh, them. Oh, that's and then, okay. And then Ari didn't even slow down at all, even though the edge was right there. He just had ran him right off the stage. I see, I see. Okay. So he got mad about that, right? So then he gets back on the stage, and then the first thing AJ does is he, is he palm strikes Ari in the nose. Like, just bop, palm strike. Oh. And he goes, and then Ari's like, what the fuck, man? Like, what are you doing? And, and, and JJ's like, what? I thought you wanted to fight. Like, you're running me off the stage. <laughs> I thought this was America. You're, you're running me off the stage. Like, if we're going to fight, we're going to fight. But I was like, I was thinking about it. I was like, no, Ari did a grappling technique that is allowed in grappling. Right. Like, this happens. Right. I was like, AJ, you just did something illegal. You just punched him in the nose with your palm. And you just admitted to the public that you just palm struck him in the face on purpose. To get back at him, right. Ari, what Ari did was legal. What you did is illegal. So right, right. you look stupid now. So who won that match? They gave the decision to AJ. Okay. Did it you watch was, it? it? I did watch it, and it was very close. Was, um, yeah. I would have, of course, given it to Ari, but right. I maybe I have a little bias. Right. But I generally believe Ari attacked more submissions. Got it. Got it. But they were saying Ari slowed down towards the end of the match, and AJ was pushing the pace. But like it was really weird because AJ was being a dick the entire time. Like he really was. He was just showboating so hard and like. But that's like always. Like, yeah, of course. Right? Did, did he wear sweatpants in that match? Yes. <laughs> yes. That, I heard that. Yes. I, I, I haven't seen it. He was wearing sweatpants and he kept pulling them up the whole time. It's like. Why did he wear sweatpants? Like I don't know. Like, the, like these are. The, <laughs> I don't know. These are the kind of questions you need to ask him. Like the people need to know. You gotta make a list. Well, here's the other thing. He was nine pounds overweight. I didn't know that. Nine pounds. It, Seth posted that. AJ was nine pounds overweight. Do you remember AJ making a big hoopla about Dylan Dennis being overweight one time? Right. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. He made yeah. it a big deal. He was AJ was screaming at Flo Grappling, why aren't you covering this? Why aren't you covering this? And I, I don't know if it was them competing together against each other or if they're on the same card together. And AJ was like, he kept calling him a fat bitch. <laughs> You're a fat oh bitch, God. nine pounds. And I think it was the same. I think it was about nine or ten pounds over. Oh my God. But the truth is, when I talked to Flo Grappling, they said there was no weight class for that match. There wasn't a weight class. Really? There was no weight to make. And no one knew that. Everyone so just, no weigh-ins It's like all? fake news, you know what I mean? AJ yeah, kept repeating the same yeah. thing, and everyone just kept believing it. And Hal was like, it was an open weight match. There wow. was no weight class. He was just trolling the whole time, and no one knows he's that. He's really good at doing that. Yeah, yeah. He's a is professional. he, though? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is I mean, he? he got us talking about it, right? Well, yeah, so... Sometimes I don't want to talk about him, but at the same time, like there's so many, there's so many inconsistencies and like, uh, and just things that need to be pointed out. Like these things right. need to be pointed I just out. Just want to Pe- know about the sweatpants. People need. To- <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what the deal behind. People that. need to understand that like AJ was making a big deal about da- Dylan being overweight and there was no weight limit, and then right. here he shows up to fight to win nine pounds overweight against Ari. Wow. Like, bro. He you shouldn't take responsibility for his own stuff. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. And then, so then he just started being really disrespectful. Then he posted about Andre. I saw, and yeah. And he started saying, like, oh, Andre supports because Andre called Ari the winner, right? Yeah, on, yeah, on the yeah. post. And then AJ got all butthurt about it. And he started calling out. He said, he basically said, Ari needs to be stripped of his black belt. <laughs> oh, my Damn. God. He said, Ari needs to be stripped of his black belt, and Andre is trash for supporting Ari. Wow. That's what he said. I was like, man, wow. this guy's a piece of shit. Wow. I have a video, a really funny video um, from ACB back yeah. when, I, when we were in Rio. Yeah. And Edwin and uh, Braulio were telling stories about AJ. Uh-huh. It was so funny. Edwin was telling us at the time they got into an argument. I guess Edwin and AJ fight a lot. Like fight, fight. I've heard about that. Yeah, they fight. They get into fights a lot. 
and Edwin was telling me that one time they were getting into an argument and they started pushing each other around. And, and Ed, Edwin was like, fuck this, I'm, he's, I'm out of here. He's like, I'm leaving, walking away. And AJ legitimately jumped on his back and tried to choke him. While Ed, like they're having a beef. It's not a play, Whoa. it's not playful, you know? AJ legitimately he said he jumped on his back and tried to choke him. And then all Edwin did was duck, you know, drop his head and AJ, and AJ flipped over the top and landed on the mat and Edwin was like, what the fuck are you doing? So he just snuck up on him, like yeah. ambushed him? Yeah. Ambushed. What an interesting person, man. He is a very interesting person. I always wonder what goes through his head. That big old melon head. You gotta find out for us, man. I'll bring him on. You gotta get in that mind. I half expected him to be here this weekend. Where is he? I haven't seen him actually. Have you seen him? No, man. We just gotta look out for some sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> it was so awkward because they kept falling down. He kept having to pull them up. Like, I have to go watch his matches because of this. I think there was even drawstrings on them that he didn't even tie. That's what someone told me. They're like, he was wearing sweatpants the whole fight. Yeah. I'm like, you sure wearing spats? He goes, no, 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 no. They were baggy sweatpants. I'm like, what? <laughs> so super weird. <laughs> and then like, him and Ari would hit the edge of the mat, and Ari's playing guard, and Ari's head is hanging off the edge of the stage. And AJ's still pushing onto him. Like, and it's like, you were just complaining that he ran you off the stage, and here you are doing the exact oh same God. thing to him. It's ridiculous. Or like when he had that match with Carl Parisian a long time ago. It was like, a, it was Metamorphs Underground. Whoa, I forgot about that. 2015. What happened in that one? Same thing. I'm pretty sure AJ ran him off the stage a couple times. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that happened. I, actually, I know what happened. I was there. And I was like, wow. why are you complaining about the same shit that you do? He's like a jiu-jitsu evil villain. For sure. Right. Do you think wow. he's the most evil of all the jiu-jitsu villains? I wouldn't say the most evil. Who's There's the most evil? definitely bigger evil. Ah, I don't want to say. <laughs> Come on. You get killed for that kind killed. of stuff. Uh, do you believe in jiu-jitsu mafias? Of course. How can you not? Hmm. You think there's an alliance within alliances out there? Um, I think a lot of people are unfamiliar with how close some of these guys are who grew up together their entire lives. Right. Even they're on different teams. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to. No, gonna, no, of course not. I'm of not course gonna, not. Yeah. But there's a lot. So yesterday when I was talking to Jackson and I was talking to Hal and Hal brought up this old picture of. of I saw it. You posted yeah, it. Right? Yeah. Andre yeah. Teddy today and Jackson. It's like. You don't realize that some of these guys have known each other since they were children. It's crazy. And they're on different teams now. But they're still very old friends. You right. Know? And right. I think the friendship runs deeper than the team alliance sometimes. Right. And you don't realize that these guys got each other's backs even though they're on different teams. It's interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah. It was very interesting to see a picture of 13-year-old Jackson Souza. That's that, crazy. That was crazy, yeah. Did you still have a beard? No, <laughs> no, no beard. Teddy <laughs> looked jacked in that picture. Yeah, he was shredded, huh? And then Andre's like little baby face Andre yeah. in the back. And, uh, and Jacare. Crazy, man. It's crazy. I was talking to someone about that old TT team, man. How many badass guys came from that team? You know, I always say this. I think that era of jiu-jitsu was one of the best eras yeah. of jiu-jitsu there will ever be. Yeah. You know, I think that's when jiu-jitsu was at its purest form. Right. There was less like 50-50 lapel stuff. Right. And just more takedowns and just more fight aggressive just more, more fight in yeah. the, within the matches you right. know um, how do you feel about the word fight for jiu-jitsu how do you feel about that this is a, this I know, is a, this I is a hot I, debate it's a really hot debate MMA uh, fighters get really mad yeah of course but like look at they argue that we don't we have too many rules and there's no striking but like MMA has rules there's yeah. rules there's not you can't bite anybody anymore right there's a lot of things you can't, can't fish do. hook can't kick, in the, can't kick them in the balls there's right. rules this, you can't stomp on someone's face when they're on the ground yeah right not in UFC at least. So I don't understand the argument. Like, 
you fight with traffic, right? Yeah. You fight it's traffic? True. You ever say that? Oh, I had to fight or traffic. Or I got in a fight with my girlfriend or yeah. I fight with my right. this or Does that. Does that mean you were you fucking stomping her? Ticket. Does that mean you were stomping <laughs> you her face while she was on the exactly. ground? Exactly. You know, I, I think people just get way too caught up and just too sensitive about certain things these days. You know what I'm saying? Right. Especially the word fight. Right. Who cares? It's not a big deal, man. Right. Like, and they always call like MMA fights. They go, oh, it's a battle. It was a war. Like, no, it wasn't. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't if you're, yeah, if you want to really get technical about that, you know, what is a war? It wasn't a war. I didn't see any tanks in there. What, what's, what is the definition of fight? It's debatable. Ah, uh, it's a good question. You can fight with someone verbally. You can. Right? Or you can fight disease. Ooh. Right. Fight cancer. Right. Resolving a serious problem. That's what fight That's is? Fight. A struggle. There has to be a opinion. struggle, right? Definitely. Two people who want the same thing. There has to be, I think there has to be an element of struggle. Yeah. Based off that definition, I would say that, yeah, definitely. When you go out there and do a jiu-jitsu match, it's a, it's a fight, right? It's, it's going to be a struggle. The thing about the word fight is it can be used as a noun, like a fight, right. or a verb. Right. I'm fighting. With match, you can't do that. I cannot say, I can say I had a fight with you. I can say I had a match with you. I can say we're fighting, but I cannot say we're matching. Right, and if right. I say that, you're just gonna think we're wearing the same clothes. I think people are just fixated on the idea of striking having to be present in order for it to be a fight. So, do you think a kickboxer can look at a boxing match and be like, "That's not a real fight"? Can't even kick him. That's not a real fight. What if I was a kickboxer and I'm said that? I was like, "No, boxers aren't real fighters." And they, they probably do say that. I, I definitely, yeah, I walk around all the time. But they're definitely fights. They're they're both kickboxers and boxers, man. I right. mean, yeah, I get. So now here, let me let me take this a little bit deeper. Hit me, hit me, hit me hard, man. Let's go. You Can you say wrestling is a fight? Definitely. Yeah. Wrestling is fucking hard. By the definition that we're laying down right now, wrestling would also have to be included. Yeah, it's a struggle. Yeah. I but mean, nobody says that in wrestling. Nobody. It's a match. It's a match. They always say wrestling match, right? You've never heard them say a wrestling fight. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because the threat of bodily injury is not there. But you now, can also call it a boxing match and a boxing fight. True. You can also call it a bout. Right. All right. So, um, but wrestling, there is no element of injury. You're not in trying to inflict injury upon the person. So, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't you, know. Oh, I agree. You can. There, get there are some wrestlers out oh, there yeah. who. Oh yeah. Will right. try to break your shoulder, and, yeah, yeah. wrench your knee or Look, something. Cross face cradle. Yeah. Right. You hit him with that forearm. Yeah. What's that? Andres Santo. Yeah. Uh, in wrestling matches. Where's he wrestle? Oh. See, look, that's that's right. that's a good point right there. Right. I mean, what about when you grab their asshole to flip them over? Like that's <laughs> oh, University of Iowa. Oh yes, 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 yes. University of Iowa. So he's been ripping some shoulders. You're getting her house. <clears throat> okay, wrestlers using jujitsu moves. Austin DeSando right now is notorious in the wrestling because a couple of times he's used some really like jujitsu inspired moves to like turn guys over or to wow. four positions and he straight up kimura guy not that long ago and wow. a lot of wrestling they lost their mind you know wow. but yeah he's uh he'd be a good one to kind of bring over to that'd be cool you know? that'd be cool you know I, I used to train with this judo guy uh-huh yeah you may know who he is oh farid <laughs> i said say farid he was crazy yeah, yeah. He used to tell me stories He's how they character. were. He would sometimes, and some other judo fighters would intentionally try to break other knees, other judo players' knees. They would target. You know, the there's knee. like certain takedowns right. that are kind of right. risque right. on on the, on someone's knee, like uh, things like tie a toast or something like that, where you step to the far outside leg. Uh huh. And if you don't do it right, you can break their leg. Right. And he told he would tell me stories how they would sometimes intentionally not do it right to try to take someone out of commission. Oh my god. So. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's I don't, sick, man. I think if there's an element of injury present in the, the, the competition, I think it's fair enough to call it a fight. 100%, man. I, I mean, I don't have any... I don't know. I, I was also an MMA fighter, so I know what it's like to train MMA. I know what it's like to get mounted and get your face bashed in. So what's your opinion? Would you consider everything a, a fight? I then, say right? a fight. It's just, it's a fight, for, right? honestly, it's just easier. It's just right. easier for me to say. Right, right. Like, oh, I fought him one time. Like, that's, right, yeah. that's the most common text, uh, context. You're going to say, oh, yeah, we fought one time. That's different. I would have to say I had a match with him one time. That's like three extra words. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to add to that, like, what kind of match? Like, what did the match Yeah, it was a card. We, we were playing cards. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. It's just so much easier to say, yeah, I had a fight with him. I fought him before. We fought one time. It's just wow. efficient and quick and easy. It doesn't leave anything to the imagination. Right, right, right. And that's, that's kind of, that's why I like to use the word. It's just easier. I don't want to say I had a match with him one time. Like, all right, so I gripped him, and then I sat in this position, and right. then I right. connected, and then I got under. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. And I just don't think it matters, you know? It's just not a big deal. Just words. Don't get upset about it. It's like, when, oh, one time online. <laughs> One time on Facebook, um, Dalton Bell got his black belt, right? And uh, everyone was saying, congratulations, professor. And some guy who's actually a university professor came in and got all butthurt about it and started talking shit. He was like, oh, where did he do his postdoc? Like, is, he not, is he really a professor? Ha, ha, ha. Why you, he, didn't, he doesn't even have a PhD. Like, I was like, bro, how insecure are you? Let it go, man. That you have to try to take this man's moment and cheapen it because you feel you need... To, to show everyone how big your dick is because you have probably drives a pickup truck. Right, right. <laughs> With 30 inch rims. As <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, man, who gives a fuck? Who well, gives a fuck? I heard there was a guy who was really upset at Fights to Win because they were introduced to black belts. Professor Josh Hinger. Yeah. Or Professor JT Tour stepping onto the mat. Yeah. I remember a guy, I was actually watching a live stream of it, one of the Fight to Wins, and there was a guy in the corner yelling, He's not a professor. He's not a professor. In the crowd. In the crowd. Yelling it out there. Yeah, and he's like a San Diego OG. I won't say his name, but. So it was a, a jiu-jitsu guy. Yeah. Yelling that another jiu-jitsu guy is not a professor. Yeah. But it was a black belt? Yeah. What was his argument? It is not, it's not I don't know. I just heard him yelling it over the stream. Oh, how oh. busted out this, this wrestling match. We're gonna watch it real quick. The guy, uh -oh. gra the guy grabbing Kimura's. Oh, 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 oh he's, he's exciting. Oh, hey, I grabbed a Kimura. <laughs> so in wrestling, Ooh. oh, the side referee ran in there. Look at, oh, he's pissed. So the guy grabbed a Kimura. He's mad. He still wants more. Put it behind the other guy's back, and then now the guy's, the other guy's pissed. That looked more like a naga. That didn't look like a wrestling match. So, so what happened there? So Austin DeSando was down 10-1. Uh, in this match with uh, Micic uh, of Michigan. So he's guy, DeSando's like a bit of a loose cannon. So he comes out and he throws like a cartwheel. And then like in the scramble, he grabs hold of the arm in a Kimura grip and just like tries to rag it on. So, but the referee jumped it in and stopped him. But yeah, again, that's that's the kind of shit he does. And in wrestling, they don't like it. They, they lose their mind. The match is over now? Or do they reset, keep going? Or is it a DQ? Oh, it's a DQ. He got that actually he looked got like a fight. Yeah, for real. That did look like a fight. <laughs> so the guy in the white gi, they, they raised his hand. He ran out of time. Oh, oh, he was, oh, he won by points. So they stopped the match and reset it. But there's no penalty for what he was doing. So, you, I don't know. Do you ever see this happen in wrestling? But I've seen it happen. I've seen videos of it happen in wrestling. Like if a guy puts on like a front headlock and the person goes to sleep, 
uh, then they basically they just stop the match. The guy comes back around, and then they restart it. You ever see that happen? No, no. Yeah, because like the traditional like front headlock, you can do the anaconda and stuff off it, right? Yeah. Back in the day, um, Mark Schultz used to do that. He used to put people to sleep with it, so they had to try to modify the rules a little bit. But I've seen it a few times recently that even in freestyle competition, you know, like the yeah. pressure will go on, the guy goes to sleep, and they literally they just okay, come back around, good to go, good to go, go. You know, I, I remember, I think it was wow. in the UFC when Matt Hughes was still fighting. I think he put, I think it was Ricardo Almeida to sleep from a front headlock position. That same, he just locked his, he didn't even lock the Anaconda or Darce. It was yeah. just a front headlock with his hands locked. Yeah. And he put him to sleep. I remember that. Just straight wrestling. Put him to sleep. Yeah. Because if you put that pressure on them right, it, it's just like an arm triangle. Yeah, it is. Right. It is, yeah. Crazy, man. Huh. Wow. So, Weiss just made a good point. That, that footage we just saw. That looked like a fight to me. Right. Dude coming in with a cartwheel, <laughs> trying to break his arm. That's a fight, man. Yeah. He's inflicting bodily injury. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, but like for real though, when if, if someone's allowed to grab your butt and put like check the oil, like that's not grab your butt, grab your butt hole. He's grabbing your butt hole as a handle. That's a fight, man. That's a fight. That's a fight. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> it's a crazy fight. If someone's trying to put their finger in your butt hole, it's a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why wrestling culture allows that. In jiu-jitsu, that is not acceptable. Wait, so that's allowed in wrestling? Yeah. Yeah. So did that's you, a legal grip. Did you see the, the preview oh, video God. for Bo Nichols? It was, it's Nichols, right? Is that correct? Nichols? Bo Nickel. 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 Bo Nickel, when they were doing the lead-up to him and Gordon's match, they were showing him videos, uh, videos of him wrestling on the wrestling mats, and he absolutely made the cup grip on the guy's butthole and flipped him over. Damn, that's crazy. How do you lift someone up from their asshole? Well, the guy was on a single leg or something, and Bo was trying to flip him over his back, and he just reached over his back and hooked his butt. Like No, I mean, like, how is it physically possible to do that? That's crazy. Well, I think you put the things up the butt, and they lift themselves. Uh, oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, you just put the fingers in the butt, off and they, and they, the just, butt. they just jump. Oh, you, don't, you don't actually flip them. They just jump. <laughs> <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but there's no oil checking in jiu-jitsu. That no. never happens. No. Never happens, That's right? That's because jiu is progressive. <laughs> so why why is it acceptable in wrestling culture to fucking grab the butthole and check the oil and use I it as a handle? I used to hear weird like, stories about like, wrestlers I went to high school with. and Not them personally, but like they knew like people from other schools, and they would like do anything to win. Like There was this right. one guy who was notorious for like rubbing shit on himself. So when he would go out there and wrestle, like, the guy wouldn't be able to take it. Oh, my God. And he would God. just win. That's horrendous. Yeah. That's not okay. That's some determination. That, that's you can, you can get sick doing that, man. Of course, you're gonna rub, your, you're gonna rub yeah. your eyes in that you shit. Get pink eye, pink eyes. You're gonna get you're gonna get EKC, but you get the EKC <laughs> virus. Fuck. Yeah, but he got his wild. hand raised. Though. What else? What else do you hear about? Wrestling, a lot of dirty shit happens in wrestling, man. I've heard a lot of crazy shit because like wrestlers, they cut weight so hard. You know, like sometimes they take laxatives. I've heard stories yeah. of guys taking laxatives and they're losing their shit on the mat, uh, literally losing their shit. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> Any means necessary. Made. For real, man. <laughs> you, ever, you ever done something super gross? What's the grossest thing you ever did to try to win? The grossest thing I ever did to try to win? What's the grossest thing you ever, the grossest thing you ever did, period? Uh, I got one. <laughs> I got one. In between my matches, I ran into the bathroom barefoot. Just not to use, waste any time, put my shoes on. What belt were you? <laughs> White. Damn. What blue belt? belt. You were a blue belt. That's a total blue belt thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think the dirtiest oh, thing I ever man. did, it's not physically dirty, but like... So I was competing at a Naga, and the division was 154, and I was 158. So like, at Naga, they'll like fill it out and they'll put the weight. So I took a yeah. red marker and I put four over my 
over my eight, and I was able to compete. That's the filthiest thing you've ever done. You yeah. cheated. You cheated your myself. <laughs> Dang. But I needed. I wanted to compete. You had to get in there. It was Naga. It's okay. It didn't. Didn't count. matter. I still got <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I can't. Ma- I can't think about anything dirty. Yeah, what's ever yours, done. Josh? What's yours? I've never done anything filthy. Like like and nothing that's disgusting. You know. Um, one time I, I weighed in without my underwear, which is you're not allowed to compete. Not allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was over, I was over, and I had done a really hard warm up, and I knew my underwear was, were really sweaty, so I knew they weighed more than normal. Right. And uh, and they were calling me up, and I had to weigh in. I had no more time, so I just like I ran to the bathroom, took my underwear off, I stepped on the scale, I weighed in, and I made it. And Did you then, fight without the underwear on? No. Well, <laughs> I was planning on it. I was planning on it. Um, <coughs> But then I just found a, I found a, I had a lot of time before my match actually started and I was able to find a place to put my underwear back on. Oh, nice. I'm a dirty cheater. Nice. Yeah, nice. I know I cheated. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say which, which uh, organization I did that for because then they might hear this and they ban, might hear this, ban yeah. me forever. But yeah, yeah. Um, it happened one time. And Wasn't it um, Bill Cooper? He was in the finals of the Brown Belt. Yes. Absolute or something of the world. So the, the underwear. Like Tario. Yeah. The underwear rule is the is the Bill Cooper rule. It's the Bill Cooper rule, right? Yeah, yeah, because he he had his gi pants pulled down and he wasn't wearing any underwear, and then everyone got to see his. Butt and he got butt. DQ'd. And he got Imagine DQ'd. losing the yeah. final of the Absolute Worlds. He fought a Meow brother. I don't remember. No, no, he he was fighting Otavio Souza. Oh yeah, there you go. A brown belt. It was, a long, it was a long time ago, huh? This has to be like 2008, yeah. 2007, maybe somewhere around that time. But like. Let's be honest. Like I, we saw Keenan's butt at the worlds, right? He was wearing yeah, like, we, he was wearing underwear. Like, yeah, and how, like wearing underwear doesn't prevent your your butt from coming out. Like, like if they're gonna grab your pants and pull them down, they're probably gonna pull your underwear underwear down that's a good too. Good point. You know we what I mean? We should make or engineer but I get, underwear that stays on. Wow. But if <laughs> if you can't make a grip on it in the match, it would have to be so tight that you're not gonna be able to take it off when you go <laughs> when you go when you go home. Like. If it's ungrippable, unremovable underwear, maybe surgically <laughs> remove it. <laughs> oh, I totally had something to say and I forgot what it was. What's that? So the women in Abu Dhabi are the competitor UAE tournaments like World Pro and stuff now. They uh, they have a, a new requirement. It's like I guess like two years old or something. They basically have to wear a, like an all-in-one catsuit. It goes from the from the neck. And it's a one piece. It goes all the like way down, singlet. long sleeves. Like one, romper. no, it's like a, it's yeah, romper. not even. It's like a jumpsuit. It goes like, literally from the ankles, the wrists, the neck. It's like a swimsuit material, like a rash guard. But it's like the entire body. They have wow. to wear it underneath the gi. Is that all women or just yeah, like all women? Yeah. So even like the like American, Brazilian, Australian yep. girls that go yep. out there to compete. They and it, you know, you don't see it because it just looks like they're right. wearing like a rash right. guard or right. whatever underneath their gi, but it's, it's, body it's actually a full body cat suit. Yeah. Because huh. um, they really are like really sensitive about any kind they of They don't want to mishaps happening, UAE. you know? And well, if you've ever seen it, like, you know, the moment that like the pants start getting pulled yeah, down yeah, on a guy's yeah, yeah. butts, they're so quick to stop and reset they stop it. Stop it right so. away, yeah, yeah. Well, I think the underwear rule, at least if you're wearing boxers, they can stop the match. They can pull the underwear up to hide the butt, but then they can allow the guy to keep the pant grip. As long as they're not gripping the underwear. Right. Yeah. They can like stop, they can freeze the match, make the guy let go, pull up his underwear, Damn. but let, let him re-grip the pants. Right. And then they don't have to worry about it. keeps the grip and gets a wedgie too. <laughs> but look, you know what happens? You know what happens sometimes? Like, especially with Lucas Barbosa, uh, if I have him in close guard, and he likes to open the clothes guard by grabbing the front of the pants, you know? <clears throat> and he puts his fingers. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so, he, yeah, it's like when you grab the pants from behind and you actually, you grab the underwear also and you pull it yeah, down. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. But it's just from the front. But now. Lucas does it from the front when yeah, he's I, trying to open the clothes guard. I get nervous when, uh, 
Yeah. Damn. He'll put his fingers inside the underwear also, and sometimes his finger touches my wiener. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm weird, to, man. I would say, I would, I don't know. Where yeah, did you learn that Yeah, from? DQ him. Yeah, like right literally his then. literally his his finger like pinched my dick one time <laughs> oh my because he was reaching inside my pants and trying to make the pant grip to open my clothes guard, and then like, and I think he knew he was doing it and he didn't even stop and try to fix it. Like he just kept going. I was like, Lucas, you're pinching my dick right now. Let wow. go, bro. I'll give you the grip back. Just just can you just let go by, for a second? By any means necessary, huh? Yeah. Fuck, man. Like, That's commitment there, though. <laughs> I gotta tell you that, Lucas, man. Lucas, when Lucas wants to pass the guard, he's willing to do anything. And then you got Keenan trying to grab lapels. Right. And sometimes he misses the lapel and grabs the sausage on accident. <laughs> makes, makes that sausage grip. It's like the, it's like the, when you can't make the lapel grip, it's like the next best thing. Where is your co-host Keenan? He's supposed to be here, but I haven't seen him all day. He was here yesterday. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, no one has seen him today, but he was supposed to be here, but, you know, he's late as usual. <laughs> super, <laughs> super late. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. He's been really busy lately, so. Yeah, I see him doing his, his thing. How's Jim doing? He's, I don't, to be honest, I don't know how many. He said he has about 100 students signed up. Um, he, I know he has open mats for everyone on the weekends, and it fills up the mat, and it looks super It's right packed. next to Atos, right? No, it's like 20 minutes away. Okay. Yeah, it's a little more north. It's at Miramar. Uh, it's probably like three or four freeway exits up, maybe five freeway exits. Not close. Have not you far. Gone yet? What? Have you gone? I went in for an open mat on Sunday. Say what's up and. Uh, How's the space? It's big. Yeah. It's big. It's super unfinished. Like, is it the, are there still like walls that need drywall? Super like raw. the office is still wide open. It's just oh, beams. Man. You just see beams. <laughs> but the mat's there and people can train. That, yeah. that's, as long as the mats are complete, I don't think anyone really gives a fuck about anything else. Wow. Someone, wow. Uh, someone was there visiting from the, another academy. I think they're uh, with Hibero or something, but they stopped by. And the guy said he went into the bathroom and Keenan was changing. And he said Keenan was naked for a moment. <laughs> and he, he goes, I saw Keenan's Keenus. <laughs> and I fucking died laughing right then. Because that's kind of why I gave him that nickname. Because Keenan sounds like penis. <laughs> and the guy was like, yeah, I saw Keenan's Keenus. <laughs> now I know why that nickname's there. I penis. never knew why. Yeah, because it sounds like penis. And that's, yeah, that's, funny, that's funny. He told everyone my name is Hinger and it's not. That's funny, man. They said that when they called you up before. I right? know. Right now, when I got this award, when you got your what did they call you? They called me Hinger. Hinger? Yeah, Hinger. Like Hinger. It's like H I N J E R. I saw a part of your nope. die when you went up there. Hinger. I know. And <laughs> I, whispered, I whispered to the girl that was walking with me. I was like, really? Hinger? Come on, man. Like, I've, been, I've been competing for this organization for four years. Wow. Hinger. Congratula congratulations, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. Cool. I actually, I, uh, last year I was uh, number three. And this year I was number six, but I actually didn't compete at all this year. No gi for IBJJF, so it's yeah, just the points. On yeah, there was just so many points last year that it carried over and kept me on. Just the racked them up, man. Trickle down points. Yeah, yeah rollover points. Yeah, rollover <laughs> points. I roll them over. Weiss, I know you got another story for us. What you want to hear, bro? <sighs> I don't know. Something juicy. Well, oh, uh, how long have you had your academy open? I've had my academy. It'll be three years since we signed at least February, but officially opened August 2017. What is the most difficult part about running an academy for you? Oh, man. In terms of, I'm, I'm sure it's dealing with people, right? Right. Definitely the, but, the people that come in there are extra weird and even more weird because it's Amityville. Uh, is extra weirdos in Amityville? Yeah, you get some weird people coming in. So is there anything like super dramatic that's happened or like any fallouts right. or like any cheating wives and husbands oh, that got oh, caught? You know, oh, yeah, you definitely know too much about people. I know about jujitsu culture. You learn way too much about people. Way too much. I think one of the hardest things is like 
just making sure women are comfortable and like making sure no one's like keeping DMing the them yeah, or like keep the creepy guys away yeah, from no women. That's definitely that's always hard. Yeah. I remember I was teaching the other day and it was like a class of twenty five and I think it was like a transsexual woman came by and she had a speaker and it was playing like um, Love Shack. Okay. And she was just like, I fucking me and checking me out through the glass. And I'm just like trying to stay she's, she's outside on the sidewalk. She's outside. Okay. She's like rubbing her chest, rubbing the glass. <laughs> and I'm just like trying, just trying to focus. And then everybody started laughing. <laughs> You're in the middle of class. Yeah, in the middle of class <laughs> okay. while this is going on. It was definitely weird. She didn't, she didn't come in. No, she didn't come in, thankfully. She just we, we locked the front door. You have to come around through the back. Okay. So the front door is just there, just as a storefront. But luckily, she couldn't get in. Wow. <laughs> oh, and then there was this one dude. His name was, uh, we called him the Butcher, because he came in with, like, some fucking old, old school, like, kung fu gi. There was, like, blood on it, so he probably murdered someone before he came to class. <laughs> and my one student had to drill with him, and I felt so bad. And I was teaching, like, Lasso Guard, and he's like... Well, do you lasso the groin? I'm like, nah, man. You, you know, you lasso like in between the uh, the bicep and the forearm. And he's like, well, why don't you do it in the groin? I'm like, cause you know that's not how it works. <laughs> I, I don't understand. He never came back. But he, first, first he came and he's like, what kind of CQC do you guys teach? I'm like, like bro, we teach jujitsu, man. Like we don't do close people, quarters combat. Do people say CQC? CQC. Because I thought I was in Metal Gear Solid for a second. That's all I was gonna that's say. Where I <laughs> that's what from. I was gonna say. Yeah. I only know that acronym from Metal Gear Solid, yeah. CQC. Close quarter combat. And then I there was this one motherfucker that challenged me to a fight. He's like, put me in, coach. I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna fight you. I don't, I don't even think we I don't a think visitor. our liability covers that anyway. He was a visitor. He's a visitor. Just He's like, what in. you want you testing me? I'm like, dude, I'm not testing you, but like I'm not here to fight you. <laughs> Serious. Yeah. You wanna, you wanna do like an MMA fight with you? You wanna do like a volley tuto match. Part of me wanted to do it, but I was like, I can't I can't fight this guy in front of my students right now. Someone just sent me a DM two days ago, and it said, hey, I'll be in California. It would be cool if I can come by and do some MMA sparring with you. He goes, I'm only a blue belt, so if you take me down, you'll, you'll probably be all right. Oh, man. There's some crazy people I was like, out there. I don't man. even know who you are. Yeah, I've never met you. Like, what? Why? When's the last time you even sparred? MMA? Yeah. More than 10 years ago. Like, hey, let's just, uh, <laughs> I'm out of town. Let's just meet up and do some MMA, MMA sparring. Like, Is that bro, cool? Yeah. Like, what? So weird. <laughs> like, no, man. Probably he's like some world champion kickboxer. He's like, I'll never take him down. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, no chance. <laughs> like, don't worry. I'm just a blue belt. You'll probably kill me on the ground. Uh, <laughs> Good luck getting me there, bitch. <laughs> but you'll never get me there. Yeah, right. He's an NCAA God. wrestler. He's like a wrestling champion. <laughs> Badass Muay Thai. <laughs> what about you, Coach? You had any, uh, any super weird, dramatic bullshit happen like in the academy? Uh, Dealing with people is always the hardest thing, right? Yeah, that's the, that's the biggest thing for me. It's just trying to figure out the right balance. You know, there's certain people in the camp who don't want to roll with that certain person or this, right, or they right. don't get along, or they have different political views. Or You've had to eject a student, haven't, haven't you? I've had, yeah. You don't have to name names. Yeah, but it's always tough. It's hard, huh? Yeah, it's hard, man. Um, but there's always... I mean, I hate to say it, but there's always that. There's always going to be that one person right. who just wants to go against the grain. Right. If you're going to you know? have a more, if you're going to have a hundred, two hundred, three hundred people in a room, there's got to be Some one negativity. or two shitheads. There, 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 there always it's inevitable. Is, man. Yeah, and you know, every now and then you got to put some people in check, or you know, tell some people to move on. You know, get out. Yeah, yeah. But it is, it is tough just finding finding the balance within the academy, just right. amongst the people, man. Back in the day, I remember uh, my old instructor, whenever he wanted me to fuck someone up in class, he would kind of snap his finger. You know, like that dip, that dip snap yeah, when you yeah, the dip yeah, can, yeah. you snap the finger. I can do it on the camera, on the camera, maybe. There you go. That's really good. There you go. 
Can yeah. you do that? No, Can you snap I've that finger? So every time I was training with someone, if I heard that finger snapping sound, it meant, hey, fuck him up. Wow. And I would have to turn it up on him. It's, it's, it, the guy who's kind of old school, he was an old school guy. Yeah. You know? it's a old, this is an old school mentality. Yeah. I used to have the same thing. Yeah. Like one of my first instructors, he used to, uh, I would say, give me, he, he'll give me the look, you know? The look. Yeah. And the thing is, like, during this time, I was 15, 16 year old. Right. I was a 16 year old purple belt. Right. Just a young savage. Right. And you just wanted to fuck someone. I up, wanted right? to beat people up, <laughs> yeah, anyways. You course, know. Of course. So like sometimes, some some grown men who who will come in thinking they were tough right, or right. may bully around some of the other white belts. Exactly. And they put me with them and exactly. So big. yeah, just to make this clear, like I would never, he wouldn't sick me on any random person. No. The yeah, guy yeah, had yeah. To, the guy had to fuck up really bad somehow. These are mat bullies, man. Right. That's what they are. So we had a young female who trained with us. She was very very good. Her name's Erica Montoya. She was yeah. a legend. She, I heard about her. Yeah, she fought, she fought ADCC, right? Yeah, she fought Kira like in 2003 or something. Wow. Um, She's still around. She doesn't train anymore. No. Uh, uh, but she is. She lives in Long Beach, and uh, okay. she just has a normal life. And I think she trains on occasion, but she doesn't want to be a competitor anymore. Cool. She's so OG that she's actually on the original UFC video game uh, for PlayStation as a special character that you could unlock. Did she fight in the UFC? She never fought. She was a UFC commentator. Whoa, for that's the, crazy. The Spanish she's an version. Unlockable character. Yeah, she always did the Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> she's, uh, yeah, right. You're an unlockable cool. character on a video game. That's badass. She was a Spanish commentator for the UFC back, back cool. when it was like still UFC 40 or 50 yeah. or something. And um, but she man, she was super small. She's not real masculine at all. But her, her jiu-jitsu is amazing. And of course, every now and then, some dickhead guy shows up with his, you know, from another academy, or he switched, or he's a blue belt, or just a white belt that started off, and it's super machismo. Yeah. And he would try to trash her. You know. She was black belt. She was a brown belt at the time. Yeah. This is 2004. Wow. She was a brown belt. And like when you're in 2004, when you were a brown belt, like that's, that, that's, that's a big deal, it was man. Special. Yeah. yeah. You're fearsome. And, and her jiu-jitsu was, yeah, her jiu-jitsu was legit. And, uh, yeah, they would thrash her around, man, and we'd watch it from the side, like, what the fuck? And she could hang. She could hang. She was tough, man. She could hang, right. but, like, it was not pleasant for her. But I always had to go get the guy next. And I was just a blue belt. Right, and I was a right. good wrestler. Like You are tough. Yeah, yeah. And I was, you know, fight. I was training MMA at the time, like, yeah. So I would always, Chris would always be like the quintessential Matt Enforcer. Yeah, that's actually my nickname in our group chat at Ozzo's. Really? Yeah, yeah, it is true. Yeah. The enforcer. <laughs> you always need an enforcer, Enforcer though. You got to have an enforcer. You, you need one because there are going to be people who come right. in. It's just, I think, just attracts some crazy people. Of course. Absolutely. And some crazy people come in acting crazy. Yeah. You got to let them know, Someone, like, hey, yeah. you got to relax, man. Right. And it can't be the instructor, right? Or, or right. I mean, yeah. I said you got to relax, man, but it can also be females, too. Of course. I've had some, you know crazy people of all genders come in and just try crazy just stuff on the crazy. moves or like you know like today I saw some guy doing uh, remember that that spin out kick Muhammad Ali did against Elliot Kelly at ADCC where he does the backflip yeah. yeah we saw that happen today here at Nogi Worlds and uh, it was in the purple division and the guy that was in the single leg went for that backflip escape and just straight kicked this dude in the head oh shoot <laughs> you know? Like, so like sometimes I have people like that come in off the street to try a class right. and I see them do that kind of stuff. Right. I'm like, oh my god! They, they saw it on the flow. It's grab like, what are you, Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, you know, they saw it on the highlight video. That I get like that. Tech and shit. That's what I need to do. Get a short roll sponsorship. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this. Who saw that backflip? Yeah. Dang. Um, coach, you and I are now on the same so, team. Actually, 
the uh, well, not Tanawatos, but uh, the same sponsorship team. That's right, Tatami Fightwear. Team, Shout out to them. Team, to, team Tatami. Yeah, thank you, man. I'm, cool. I'm super happy to be on this team. And they're uh, a, gr- a great group of people out from the Wales, Wales UK. Yeah. Um, actually, I've been sponsoring them for, for almost a long time. ten years now. Really? Yeah, they sponsored me for my f- almost ten years. They sponsored me for my first ADCC in 2011. So you're basically your entire black belt career. No. Uh, you've been a black belt 11 years, 10 years. Since 2009. Yeah. So we're what, ten, going to 2020 now? Yeah, yeah. Almost so, 10 years. Yeah. So pretty That's much almost your entire black belt career. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're super cool, man. I really enjoy, I really like uh, all, the, all the people Have you there. spent some time out there with them yet? Not yet, but I'm going there in Once the summer. You, you're going to enjoy it, man. Yeah, going. Ask him to take you for ice cream. Yeah. Ask Garrett to take it. He knows his ice cream spot. That's the best ice cream we've ever had. I love ice cream. I'm telling you, Josh, it's the best ice cream <laughs> I've ever had. All right. Hands down. Where should right. I get ice cream here in Anaheim? You got any recommendations? <laughs> um, I, if I'm if I'm at home, if I'm in California, I just go to Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's. Anytime, yeah, I go to Ben and Jerry's, and that's my spot. Can never go wrong, Ben and Jerry's. What's no. your favorite flavor? I have three. The uh, oh. number one favorite Jesus. is cinnamon buns. Oh, yeah, cinnamon buns. Flavor. That's number one. That's number one. What's number two? Number two, I believe, is red velvet cake. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Number three. And number three is uh, keep. It's called keep caramel and cookies on. Wow. I don't even know what the flavor that is. It's just wow. it's, it crushed up cookies with caramel. I'm just American Dream kind of guy. Oh, I love American Dream too. It's so American I, Dream kind of guy. That's definitely in my top five. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. What about you? It's, it's, it's actually, really good. you know, have you ever read the container closely? It's not American Dream. What is it? Americone Dream. Because oh, it has. You waffle, know what? You're right. It has you're waffle right. cone pieces. I, I have seen that. Yeah. I just call it American Dream, of but course. no, you're right. You're right. But it's American. Cone. my mind and my. T- <laughs> because it's full of uh, waffle cone chunks. Yeah, it is delicious, man. Yeah, we it's love it. Got good texture. I feel like texture is everything. Yeah, texture and flavor. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Weiss, you want to give any shout-outs real quick or anything before um, we wrap it up? Just to my students at Sucker Free, please don't set the gym on fire while we're <laughs> not here. My business partner Tyrone Garcia. He's holding it down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's actually he's somewhere. I think he's texting me. But it's fine tomorrow, right? It's fine tomorrow. Okay, so and who's holding it down? Uh. My brown belt, the, Jacob, the, is holding it down. Demon. <laughs> the basement demon? The basement demon's you, in charge. Thank you, Jacob Pressman. I appreciate you. I'm pretty sure the basement demon's running the yeah. show right now. <laughs> Every, there's definitely a actually, poltergeist there's, going there's on. There's probably a, a bloody massacre that's happening right now oh at this very moment. Dude, I really want to know the history of what actually went down there. I'm sure you can look it when up. When I find out, I will let you know. Yeah. Wait, be another one off-topic question here. Yeah. Does, is that movie, does that house in the movie... Amityville Horror, is that, does someone live in that house right now? Yeah. Yes. I'm surprised they didn't call yes. the cops on you when you went by. No, I stayed on the sidewalk. <laughs> I stayed on the public sidewalk, but there's there's cars in the driveway. So yeah. someone lives in that yeah, house. Yeah, for it's sure. It's a million dollar house. It's a nice I mean, house. Yeah, there's there's cars in the driveway. Would you live in that house? Fuck no. Weiss, would you live in that house? Fuck no. Fuck no. Okay. Fuck no, man. I, I believe I've lived in a haunted house before. I'll even tell the story real quick. Tell it. When I was in Mission Viejo, and I was in college at UC Irvine, and uh, we lived in this house. I lived in this house with some of my old friends. My old friends that fucked me out of a lot of money. <laughs> I just want to throw that so out. If you there. guys are listening to this, we're looking for you. Yeah, don't worry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna. I mentioned them in a couple episodes ago, but I'm gonna give them a full episode story one day. Yeah, I'm gonna tell the whole story in detail, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna put out the address to their academies. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck. We're coming for you. Yeah, I just want. I want everyone to know they're con artists. Um, anyways. Uh, this house in Mission Viejo was like, yeah, it was super creepy haunted. Like, if you were downstairs, you you could hear, you just hear footsteps upstairs. Like, you know, you just hear the wood cracking, like someone's walking oh. across the floor. Nothing aggressive. It just sounded like someone was walking around up there, but there was no one home. You know, you just, there was no one there. You knew you were the only one home or everyone is downstairs. Sometimes you do a head check. You look at everyone that's downstairs. You're like, wait a second. You're here. You're here. You're here. Okay. What the fuck? Who's upstairs? You know? 
It was one time. It was just bedrooms upstairs? Yes, yeah, just bedrooms. Where yeah. you guys slept? Yeah. My bedroom was downstairs, thank God. Wow. I never had to go upstairs. And then um, one time we were out in the backyard in the pool. And we were all in the pool. Everyone that was home was in the pool playing volleyball. And we heard a knock. Everyone heard the knock at the exact same time. And we all looked up at the window that we heard the knock from. And the window was wobbling. Like someone was knocking on it from upstairs, like pop, 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 you know? And we all looked at the exact same time. We all heard it the exact same time and we all saw the window wobbling. And we're just, again, we did a head check real quick. We're like, okay, you're here, you're here, you're here, I'm here. Who the fuck is up there? Whoa, no one is up there, man. Trippy. That's crazy. Yeah, and every now and then, like, you would look, like, you know, like when someone's standing, you're in your bedroom, your door's open, the hallway light is on, and right. you can see the shadow of people walking by. Sometimes you would catch a shadow of someone walking by. And then, like, one time my, my buddy, came into my room he's like what's up did you need something and i was like no what what's up and he's like I, well you just i just saw your head like pop out through the corner of the the doorway or something you know he's like did, were you looking for me I, and i was like no man i've been sitting here right here for 20 minutes i haven't moved and he's like wow he was like what the fuck and it was just a lot of shit like this over and over and over where you would just catch someone's head leaving like around a corner like you had just missed them as they walked by and you just saw the back of their head like leave out of sight around the corner you Damn. just catch that shit That's a lot. super unnerving. And you just, you know, and a lot of times you don't even think about it. You just think, oh, that was my buddy, you know? Like, and then you, you don't want to believe it. And then you go into yeah. the other room and you see that your buddy was in the other room. Yeah. And you're like, wait a second, I saw you just go down the hallway. Is that going to go? How long did you guys stay there for? About one, one year. One year? Yeah, you one put year. up with that for one year? Yeah. yeah. Damn. I had to house sit a buddy's, uh, his parents' house. I think it's in Melville, New York. And Long Island's pretty haunted, so... I was like, sure, I'll house at this beautiful mansion. Why the fuck not? So I was there for like two days. I'm sitting in the living, uh, the living room and like the lights start flickering. I'm like, all right, that's kind of weird, but whatever. I hear like knocking coming from the upstairs. So I walk up there and the knocking stops, but then the TV turns on. Nobody turned it on. It just went uh -huh. on to like a blue screen and I just fucking left. I'm like, I called my buddy up. I'm like, dude, your fucking house is haunted. He goes, yeah, I know. It's crazy, right? I'm like, yo, why didn't you tell me, man? I'm like, what happened? He's like, to be honest, we got it for a good deal. Someone was actually murdered in his house. No, he's like, serious? dead serious. He was serious? Someone yeah, was murdered? Serious. Someone was actually oh, murdered in the house. Oh, my God. Damn. Do you still live there? I think so. It's a nice-ass house, but um, I mean, at what cost? I mean, okay, if you could get a really good deal on a really sick house that you know is haunted, but, like, no one's ever been injured from the haunting. Okay. No. What? You no. want to do no it? No way. I don't fuck with the supernatural. No way. Like, Did you ever watch Paranormal Activity? How I pre yeah. like, it got more it, aggressive. Yeah. Progressively more yes, aggressive. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Throughout the movie? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. But in that movie, that demon was obsessed with that girl specifically. That, you know, that when that movie first came out, that movie was, was spooky, bad. man. Yeah, it was yeah. creepy as fuck. It was spooky, man. Yeah, it was a good one. It scared the fuck out of me. It was spooky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the scariest movie you ever saw, Josh? Um, I think Event Horizon is pretty bad. Which one? Event, that one? Event Horizon, yeah. Event Horizon. Event Horizon, Damn. yeah. The which one? Event Horizon. Event Horizon? It's about a spaceship that uses the power of a black hole to travel through space quickly. And then when it goes inside the black hole, like they use the black hole to bend space time so they can travel. I think I may have seen it. And the, and the spaceship's haunted? Yeah, well, the, well so when it, when it does its teleportation thing, it actually teleported itself to hell. Whoa. And, and then came back into the universe. And so then the ship was alive, basically. Wow. And the ship was like take, possessing the people, making them kill each other. Uh, it's a really creepy movie. Is it a new movie? No, no, it's old. It's like, oh. it's like 90s, maybe 2000, around 2000. Lawrence Fishburne was in it. They may have seen it. It was a creepy one, yeah. Like space, 
So I do remember watching a movie where a space they're in, in, in outer space yeah. and they end up all killing each other. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a pretty creepy one. I don't maybe it's because I saw it a long time ago when I was a young impressionable young man and I was like a little bitch. That's spooky though. It I think like some things are scarier now now that we have like we're older and we're more aware of things. Yeah. Maybe right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. You guys, do you guys believe in the supernatural? Hell yeah, I experienced the supernatural. Right. right. Supernatural J- tried to kill me once. No. <laughs> I, it was, I think it was just trying to spook me, but still weird. It's like, obviously, you don't believe it until you experience right, it, but when course. you experience it, it's like, it shit changes you again. You're like, wow, what is really out there? I believe it's, it's ignorant of us as humans to think that we understand everything. I think it's ignorant. 100%. We don't understand everything. We're just very advanced monkeys. Apes. Yeah. We're super advanced apes. Like we're not too far removed from the apes. Yeah. We just have cell phones. I mean, you see a lot. Of, yeah. True. <laughs> we're just apes with really cool phones. And Instagram. <laughs> and Instagram. <laughs> um, I think it's ridiculous to think that we understand everything that we cannot see. You know, um, just because I believe that just because science cannot measure it right now, doesn't mean it's not there, and doesn't mean we won't be able to measure it in the future when right. we have more advanced technology. Right. For example, infrared light. We know it's there. It burns our skin, or ultraviolet. Sorry, I meant ultraviolet light. Like we can't see it, but, you can't see but it, we yeah. stand in the sun and we get burned. And we we have tools to measure that type of radiation. Right. I think there's a lot of shit out there that we don't see, that we don't feel, uh, and that we're unable to yeah. measure just because we don't have the measuring tool yet. And I think one day we will have a measuring tool, and we will be able to measure shit that we have previously been unable. Like ghost goggles. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We could invent ghost goggles one day. I would never wear that shit. You would. That's a great question. Would you wear ghost goggles if oh, you could? No. You no, would just rather no. be ignorant. I'd rather just get killed by that shit. I don't want to see it. <laughs> you. Just end me. That's a great question for people. Hey, would you wear ghost goggles and you could see ghosts? No way, man. You'd rather just not know they were there. I'd rather not know. Just live in ignorance. Yeah. Like, Hell so yeah. you would take the blue pill. Some yeah. things are better, better <laughs> left not knowing. If you had the Matrix pills in front of you, one's ghost goggles, the other one's no ghost goggles. Yeah. <laughs> no ghost goggles <laughs> Everything is nothing. Oh, guys, let's wrap it up. Got anything you want to say? Um, oh, I got one thing I want to share. Let's do it. Uh, so... You got to let me know what you think of this. Okay. So there's this really well-known black belt. I mean, he's super well-known black belt. Okay. Um, and there's like a, over 100 people present at his seminar. My buddy was telling me about this because he was present at the seminar himself. Okay. And afterwards, he was just telling every one of the, every one of the people not to get their kids vaccinated. What do you think of that? Oh, shit. Um, That's fucking wild, right? I think, yeah, I think don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if you wanted to, if you want to not vaccinate your child, um, you know that's your decision. Right. Uh, but I don't think you should use your you influence be preaching it, yeah. to to push other people to not do that. I've I've been vaccinated. Me too. And I, thankfully, have not had to. I don't have measles. I don't have mumps or rubella. I I didn't get smallpox. So yeah. thank God, I was vaccinated for typhoid. So I didn't have to get typhoid. And I'm really thankful that I was vaccinated for hepatitis. So, <laughs> and look at me. I don't have autism. No. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I mean, I mean, maybe you think I do. I don't know. Maybe I do and I don't know it. But <laughs> oh I'm just saying, I'm just saying the vaccines didn't hurt me and they protected me from these diseases. So maybe it's okay to vaccinate your kids. That's wild. I don't want to get all political and I know someone's going to hear this and send me a fucking message. Do yourself a favor and type the message, read it, and then pretend you sent it and then just delete it. Because <laughs> I don't care. They're going to get mad either way. I don't care what you have to say about vaccines. Do not message me about it. All right. 
All right, guys. Thank you so much. Josh, thanks for having us. It was my pleasure. Thank you, man. Coach, appreciate you. Always a pleasure to have you on the man. Hey, I got your package on the way, man. Thank you. My bad. It's all good. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. All right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be back. All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. I've already got about two hours of content, and uh, there's only three guests. But I'm at about two hours and 15 minutes already, so I think I'm going to shut it down real quick and just start a new episode. So I uh, just want to close it out with this, my friends. Uh, I want a big thank you to Tap Cancer Out for sponsoring the episode. Uh, this January, Tap Cancer Out is heading west. Their first stop will be in Phoenix, Arizona on Saturday, January 25th at Phoenix College. Then they're going to cruise on down the 8, show up in San Diego, and they'll be Let's see. Uh, they'll be in San Diego February 1st at San Diego City College. The Tap Cancer Out organization, uh, just on the West Coast with West Coast tournaments, they've raised $340,000 over the past five years. And their goal is to raise another $150,000, coming close to a half a million. So up to date, uh, Tap Cancer Out as uh, in total has raised and donated more than $2 million to various cancer-fighting organizations. That is awesome. That is just fucking awesome. Uh, the registration is open for both tournaments currently, Phoenix Tournament and San Diego Tournament. Uh, you can check them out at www.tapcancerout.org to learn more and to register for the tournaments. You can uh, let them know that you heard about it on the Matt Byrne podcast. And just so you guys know, my grandmother was a breast cancer survivor before she passed away. She survived breast cancer and went on to live another probably 10, 15 years before she passed away in her sleep. So I appreciate these guys. I appreciate what they do for the fight against cancer. I appreciate that they are trying to give, use jujitsu to give something back to the world, make the world a better place. So if you can support them, do so. If you can join their tournament and compete, do it. If you just want to make a donation, you can do that also on their website. Check them out and, uh, you know, put some good karma in your karma bank. And that's it for me for now. I'm going to take a break, and then I'll be back up here with someone different, hopefully.